Welcome to the Save Room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. My name's Kevin. And my name is Dual Sense Daniel. Whoa! I know. Didn't expect that, right? Wow. Yeah, I'm coming in with that good energy today. Let me ask you, if huh. I flip you over, will I find the coveted back button? You gotta ask for You gotta pay for that. I gotta pay for that, yeah. action. You gotta pre-order for the back gotta button. Gotta get that peripheral. This is none other than episode 94. Hmm. And we got a very special episode for you kids out there, for you Jim Ryan fans. For you Herman Holst heads out there. <laughs> for you Shuhei suckers. For for you, uh, Shuhei, sh- wait, what? <laughs> I said Shuhei suckers. For you little Balrogs out there. <laughs> You little, you little Druckmann. You Tokyo stinkheads. <laughs> you, you fucking Sony Santa Monica f- suckers. I don't know where this is going. You took it too far. I took it too far. Yeah. I took it too far. Let's, well, uh, let's bring it back. back. Let's bring it on back. Because PlayStation held an event for none other than the PlayStation 5. They gave us a glimpse into the future. And they showed us what the future is filled with distractions from the real world exactly yes. what i asked for expensive distractions from the real world in 4k uh-huh in 4k exclusive kevin high yeah, level up, we're gonna we're gonna dive deep because that's, that's gonna be the the center of this episode just that whole mm-hmm. breakdown it's of the gravity but high level like did this this did this wow you i thought this was a good show yeah i'm okay. gonna say that i thought this was a good presentation i think they figured out how to do the whole um let's just cut the fat talk about the games mainly and do like nice little like if they needed to have little developer input it wasn't this like you know ea takes the stage for 53 minutes to talk to you about you know fifa Mm -hmm. basically kind of thing no 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 no. they dialed it back down to like hey we're working on this we're excited to show you it onward to the next fucking game right and it was great and they did that for an hour and a half and it it felt it felt great daniel it felt good to see games now the presentation was so good my friend that we forgave them that we don't even know how much this motherfucker is going to cost we have no idea how much no the ps5 idea. is but we do know there's two of the bitches <laughs> out there in the world although there was like i like i was telling you before there was a play asia um, listing price that went up that was $699.99. You fucking joking? So like almost $700. And uh, I was talking to Chelsea about it because she said that usually their pricings are a little off by like 50 to 100 But even still, that would put the sucker at like the $600 range. And um, that's a hefty price tag right there. That's a hell of a hefty price tag. In fact, I said that they could not go above like 550 mm-hmm. But they threw a wrench in there, huh? Didn't they? Well, I mean, so you got the SSD in there, that's that fucking solid state drive, but you also have this console that looks like it was fucking, like, chiseled out of the aggro crag from the future. The it's fuck got is this, an aggro crag? You know, um, have you ever seen the show, like, Global Guts? No. Okay, well, look it up. I don't have time to explain what? things to What? What kind of guts things are you, <laughs> it's, it's like, from Nickelodeon. Anyway. That's, that's fucking Nickelodeon? Yeah. I thought you were talking about your snuff films that you like to watch. <laughs> At the witching hour every night. <laughs> no, I, I watch twitch.tv slash the red herb during my witching hours. But True. So it looks like this console just from the future. So just sheer like design, it probably took yeah. all the assets to, to make this thing look yeah, the way it does. But it looks like 1992's version of what the future could be. <laughs> like Back to the Future's version of a futuristic console? Curvy where it doesn't need to be. Yeah. Curvy where it doesn't need to be. Uh, I, I gotta tell you, it, it's a really, it's like a monolithic kind of looking thing. And apparently this motherfucker is mm. tall as shit. People wow. are people are doing some like sleuthing, trying to do some size comparisons mm-hmm. online, especially so it's actually it looks like it's taller than mm-hmm. the Xbox Series X. Now Sony hasn't revealed what the the sizing, the chart, actual height, yeah, the, the the weightage on this thing. So we don't know until then. We're not sure how capable this machine is of crushing your pet. But it is taller than most other consoles, and mm. 
according to the Tinder dating scene, yeah. women love tall things, so this is going to be a hot seller amongst the ladies. In the the world. Tinder dating scene? Yeah. <laughs> they love tall things. Well, what's going on on the Bumble? <laughs> what, what are they like? Yeah, I don't really talk about Bumble too much. Are they more about uh, frame rate or yeah. graphical output? Uh, on, they're on more Bumble? about the cloud uh, solution that Xbox is bringing. <laughs> oh, I see. That's what but it is. To, to pivot around like the, the height of it, too, um, this is an interesting design where it's like it kind of comes out like a Roman numeral five. Like, the center space is sure. black, and it has, like, the white exterior that kind of, like, looks like a standing five, and somebody's like, oh, yeah, it's the fifth PlayStation, Roman numeral five. And so I'm when like, you're standing up, it looks like the five? It looks like a five, yeah. Yeah, it looks like a pussy to me. <laughs> no, that's just because you want to fuck this console so bad. <laughs> I've had some different machinations for it, sure. Yeah. Now, what I was saying, the, the wrench that they threw in, and I think this is how they, they accommodate for the fact that maybe one of these things is almost $700, which mm-hmm. I still think is unfathomable is that there is a model with a disk drive Mm -hmm. and there's a model without an all digital following suit uh which microsoft did with their xbox one right yeah that doesn't have the disk drive so i think it's a smart move cotton how much do you how much of a price difference do you think that would make it not having a disk drive Probably like a hundred dollar, like a hundred, right? Like I actually, I don't remember the pricing for like the sad edition of the Xbox. Um, it was but, like a hundred dollars difference. I yeah, think that thing was like at like one ninety nine, right? Yeah. yeah. Take out the disc drive though; like it still has the the solid state drive. I imagine they might push it with a little more internal memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe put a, like a two giggy in that boy. I don't know. I don't like that. <laughs> Not a two gig. I'm sorry. Uh, two terabyte, rather. Um, <laughs> I'm like two gigabytes. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. What? I haven't talked about video games in a while. It's been a minute. You can't even get to the title screen of, of Modern Warfare with two gigabytes. <laughs> it needs at least thirty to start up. But yeah, I think a hundred dollars cheaper is probably where that's going to go. That's going to be mm-hmm. like the more economical version of these astronomically expensive consoles. Um, and I, I really don't know how that's going to land with the general consumer, especially with where the economy has been. Where where people have been without like having jobs lately. Um, it's it's you mean weird. the fact that we're in a recession. The fact that we're in a recession, yeah. a pandemic. There's you know, it makes me wonder if Sony's going back to like that that 2006 mindset of like, well, the discerning customer will buy like an expensive console. Because, well, discerning because Sony will get three and a half jobs to afford our console. Well, that. wake up there, Herman and Shuhei and the other guy Ryan. Uh, people can't get jobs right now. Yeah, it's kind of hard. Yeah, it's a gamble if they really do come out at a price point that's not attractive. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter how much power there is in the world, people are going to, like, stave off and be like, I don't know, dude, right? At least the console's attractive. I guess. Yeah. I don't know that I'm... I need to stare at it for a couple more hours mm-hmm. to really get used to it. Like, I don't care. Like, at the end of the day, it's about, like, what the console does. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's a fixture, part of your home entertainment setup, so you got to stare at it every fucking day of your life. Yeah. And to me, it looks like a weird sideways future pussy from okay. one of uh, David Cage's games. So mm. I'm not sure where I'm at right now. My thing yeah. is, like, looking back on, like, the history of, like, the PlayStation consoles, like, none of them have ever been particularly great looking. They're all just kind of standard. Like, they're all super standard. That's I harsh. Think, I, I think, don't agree in the least. Um, I don't think the look of the PS4 is particularly, like, groundbreaking or I'll cool. give you that. The PS3 <laughs> is whatever. The PS2 is probably the best looking like PlayStation console to I, me. I didn't like the top loader, like the slidey small version of the PS3. That one was kind of ugly. So, but, although the, although the, the second edition of the PS3 was actually a nice looking console. Yeah. The one that I have, the Slim, that one looks nice. That one looks good. That one looks good. But I think this and is PS2, the perfect my, like... Well, wait, hang on. Hmm. PS2. PS2 is a slick looking console. That's dude. what I'm saying. And like you can't get away from the iconic look of the original PlayStation, console. right? But this one, the PS5, it is, like, I feel like it's, like, this amalgamation of all the designs kind of wrapped into one. Okay. But, like, futuristic looking, right? Like... Who's future? 
the future of PlayStation. <laughs> Liz Logan's run, motherfucker. <laughs> over here. Anyway, I'm fine with a rectangle. I just want to. I want to put that out there. But they 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 went above and beyond. They're like, how about a curvy rectangle? And people are like, that's the future. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? Yeah, it's fine. But let me do some housekeeping. We'll 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 dive we'll deep dive a little more on the PlayStation mm-hmm. stuff. But. If you didn't know who we are, we are The Save Room, and we're the only podcast that's allowed in the PlayStation Autonomous Zone. It's true. Yeah, we actually watched uh, Raising Kratos on the projector the other day. Jim Ryan was there. We made some marshmallows. It's pretty nice. Yeah. He let me watch The Last of Us Part 2 documentary in VR. Is there really a documentary? Oh, I wasn't supposed to talk about it, but yeah. Oh, shit, (laughs) there is. Did you just leak? Is this a world premiere? (laughs) (laughs) Jeff is going to sue us. Only in the PlayStation Autonomous Zone. Well, if you wanted to find us, not sure why, Mm-mm. you can find us at soundcloud.com slash show or Spotify or iTunes or Stitcher or, there's one more, right? There's one more. The Lost Child. The Lost Child. <laughs> the, the, not the, Podbean maybe. Pod, yeah, I forget the ones you already <laughs> listed off. RSS feeds, Google Play, yeah. Stitcher. Yeah. Eh. There you go. CastBox. Of course. Here we go. And if, uh, if you want to find my boy streaming, you already gave me a shout out, so I'll give you a plug right now. Oh, you're still going to get the shout out. Now. No, We're going to no, double no, plug on this no, one. You can't double. Whoa. <laughs> Getting sexy for the yeah. PlayStation 5 today. Double plug. We're huh? wearing our plugs. Those are expensive. Yeah. Uh, you can find Daniel at Dungeons and Daniels mm-hmm. at twitch.tv. Usually doing his FinFan Friday. Sometimes breaking away from FinFan. Mm-hmm. Trying to uh, stretch his, his chocobo feather arm legs. What are those things? <laughs> <laughs> They're feathers. They're wings. They're I just don't... wings, huh? Okay, sorry. Yeah. Um, no, we, we had a good eight-week streak of Fin Fan Fridays uh, following the, the hot release of Final Fantasy VII Remake, going into Final Fantasy X, and then we even did like a Final Fantasy X-2 stream on a following Saturday. Uh, but we finally beat Final Fantasy X. Um, I put up a poll this last week. I'm like, hey guys, what do you want to see me play? More of 10-2, Final Fantasy 12, or like, you know, Judgment, or something else. And everybody's like, play Final Fantasy 12. And I'm like, yeah, but I really don't want to pick up this game again just to put it down for another year, because like, The mm-hmm. Last of Us Part 2 is coming out next week. And By I re- God. Yeah, and I really don't want to just like pick up Zodiac Age uh, Final Fantasy 12 again just to drop it hard. Right, too many jobs to, to juggle. Too many job classes, yeah. right? And yeah. uh, we're hurting out here for jobs. I had picked up Judgment again this last week. Just kind of seeing you play Yakuza Ju-jize. over at... Judge-jize. Uh, I've been seeing you play a lot of uh, Yakuza over on twitch.tv slash the writer. I've been watching uh, mm-hmm. uh, a great up-and-coming streamer, Wisa uh, Lawlin, play uh, Who? Yakuza Zero. Who's that? Lisa Wallen. She's a comedian out of Seattle. Oh, okay. T- Tacoma, actually. But she's been playing Zero and just talking about to it about Chelsea and everybody else. I'm like, I want to play Yakuza, but I've already started Judgment, so I might as well finish Judgment before I go into any of the Yakuza's. So I picked it back up 10 months later. Like, my last save was, like, August of 2019. And I was like, all right, let me get back into this. And, like, it was easy to slip back into. Uh, and, oh. yeah, really, really, really felt, like, good to just kind of get back into that world. I, I played a bit of that on stream yesterday. It was a lot of fun. I, I looked for ghosts in uh, apartments, and I found love uh, with a musician. And, uh, yeah, I just it's kept, a full day. kept going uh, on Yagami's quest. It's a full day. It's been a good time. It's like a weird, like, it's half dating simulator, half... Half detective game, half half basically Yakuza. It's it's a lot. Yeah, it's of a lot of things, things in one, all in one, and it does a lot of it very competently. There's like one or two components that I really don't always vibe with, which um, is the drone missions, and then amazing. like some of the tailing missions get a little long in the tooth. But other than that, yeah, like tailing is trash in that game. Well, you know, a tailing mechanic is bad where they have to give you a leveling tree to make it better. <laughs> <laughs> like that's literally like one of the sub menus is. 
level and get better at tailing. And I'm like, you could have just made it a little more enjoyable, but whatever. Like, that's two minor gripes I'm having with the game that I'm otherwise really enjoying. So um, I'm going to buckle down hard, try and beat it before The Last of Us Part Two comes out. If I don't, it'll be my new stream game that I'll just keep playing. The new stream game. So, very good. Yeah. Very good. So that's enough about me. Um, what have you been doing over at twitch.tv slash The Red Herb lately? The Red Herb lately. I mean, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Always got the Kevin show going sure. on on Wednesdays. But uh, Sundays, we, we've we been doing kind of like a series. Me and Chelsea have been committed to playing Resident Evil 6, the second best-selling mm-hmm. Resident Evil of all time, because my life revolves around that game in such strange ways. It's yes. got its hooks in me. But we decided, why don't we use this fervor and lust for uh, an absolute classic, <laughs> indisputable classic. And I decided, hey, let me get on this like charity stream game mm-hmm. or whatnot, right? We've got some stuff going out there that needs attention and support, mm-hmm. obviously. And yes, Black Lives Matter. Yes. <laughs> there you yeah. go. In case anyone's forgot, in case the gamers have forgotten. Yeah. Sidebar, we did a whole like conversation about it at the end of our last episode, which yeah. it, it, it was a, I think it was an pretty average conversation for two white males to have um maybe some of you know missed the mark but that's totally fine um i i do applaud you like doing the charity streams um but i like i want to echo what you said yes black lives matter and uh listen to black voices you know listen to their voices and opinions on the subject more than ours yeah that's kind of what it came (laughs) down to right because i was listening to um uh, a podcast spawn on me which i Mm -hmm. severely recommend blessing was on there and he kind of said that as even though uh, this is blessing adiote Junior. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Junior. <laughs> uh, from Kind of Funny. He was saying that while it's encouraging to see, like, white allies, you know, voice and support mm-hmm. uh, their stuff, especially on social channels, he also doesn't want to see it be dominated by people yes. that aren't experiencing the injustices that are directly happening to the black community. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like, well, what's, like, a natural way for me to, like, you know, do with through my channel? I was like, you know what? Put up or shut up is honestly the answer yes. that I came up to, which is, so let me donate. We donated towards Color of Change. You nice. guys fucking astounded me, by the way. You astounded me. I just, just, we raised... Seven hundred and sixty-nine dollars. Yes, very deliberate. Somebody was keeping nice. at sixty-nine the entire nice. goddamn time. That's great. But yeah, that that was great. But uh, so I decided I'm doing all of June. Um, I have a donation link up. So if you come into the Red Herb, mm-hmm. and if you feel like, hey, I like his content, know that I don't want your donation toward mm-hmm. my body. You put it to a good cause. Even better. I like that a lot. I was trying to do the same thing where I was trying to set up mine for like a charity uh, charity stream yeah. through like Streamlabs and uh, Tiltify and all stuff. But like getting all that set up, like because I, I still stream natively and I don't have any of that like I don't have any of that groundwork set up like Streamlabs or anything like that. So I haven't been able to take the time. But I have like kind of an external like link that like is auto posted through Nightbot. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it's difficult when you don't have, like, an OBS set up to do yeah. that shit. Because, like, you're doing... Yeah, when you do the native thing on PS4, it kind of landlocks you to it. Yeah, which, so that's a my bad. I want... Again, I want to... <laughs> please remind me, that's, a, like, a sticking point for me that I always talk about. Mm-hmm. Them having a better broadcasting integration yes. for PS5. That's something they didn't cover. But there's a lot they didn't cover on purpose. But that's mm-hmm. that's one thing. Yeah. Uh, do do we want to get into this episode proper, yeah, let's my just boy? Go. We got some stuff to talk about. My boy! <laughs> My brother? Brother, let us embrace about this this PlayStation news. But first, fuck PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we always have a, like, a little news warm-up before we really get into the good there stuff. There are some other things. Yeah. Now, we, now, we didn't go like super hard in the pain on everything that was going on this week, because no. there kind of was. It's almost like people are like, God damn it, Sony's going to fucking vacuum up the mindshare. <laughs> Announce something. Well, uh, the Mortal Coil, uh, or Mortal Shell. <laughs> it's interesting, because like, this time, any other year would be like E3. 
Yeah. Right. So for there to be kind of like a pause on the industry, like following everything that happened last week with like the Black Lives Matter movement, which was super appropriate, I think. Like a lot of these companies just kind of holding their voice and letting the issues kind of take um, the foreground, which is really important. But like this week, they're like, okay, well, we still have stuff we want to show. Mm. And it's like the fucking floodgates opened up. True. Um, and a lot of people are like, yeah, this would have been E3 time. And I think it feels like it anyway. Like a lot of what's happening just feels like pockets of gamer Christmas. Right. <laughs> but that's the one thing, though, I want to make a comment that it feels a little disjointed mm, in some ways. True. Whereas like E3, you have a very kind of clear idea of like Microsoft's going to go on this day. Sony's going to do this. Like you knew everyone's plans like a little bit like up front yeah. or at least like a couple of weeks beforehand. And right now we're just like, so when is Xbox going to do their next thing? Or like, you know, is Sony going to show more because they didn't really cover the console itself too mm-hmm. too hard so it's it's confusing and then you have shit springing up like the pc showcase and what's that other one the the uh gorilla the, collective, collective that, which uh, is like over three days yeah it's like it's a lot to keep up with for some reason suddenly and i'm mm-hmm. just like it, is it just because everyone's at home and just like you know loading up the ammunition for announcements Probably. and stuff i don't know it's a little crazy right now but there was some stuff that we didn't want to have slipped through the cracks uh the first one on here remnant from the Ashes, a game that I just got mm-hmm. and enjoying the fuck out of. Yeah, you're having a blast with it. Is getting DLC. It's called Subject 2923. Cool. I am only I'm early days yet in the campaign, but it is a what if Dark Souls had guns kind mm-hmm. of thing. But they they don't just like ape Dark Souls as much as kind of use it as a foundation and inspiration because mm-hmm. there's like roguelike elements to it. But it's a really competent shooter. Yeah, that part that you kind of shed some light on to me today, where you're like, yeah, it's kind of like roguelikely with like the. Um, the death patterns and like enemy like uh. patterns and, like where they show up and then like the the weapons you pick up along the way and I'm like oh that's kind of neat it gives it like an extra layer of challenge yeah but otherwise it looks like really snappy as like snappy a, in as terms fuck. of a shooter with like the sort of like bosses you have to come across with a little and, mixture of melee that isn't too uh, bad at all and it even like kind of like looks like destiny in re- really weird ways I was thinking that today yeah. and I was just like why do you remind me of every game ever mm-hmm. but it's good it's a really it it's it's honestly it's like a stretch above what you would expect for like a title that has like yeah that budget and that like size team working on it mm-hmm. but it's like yo this is like uh the roof of of double a basically right yeah. every time i <laughs> like sit down to watch you play it whether like in your room or like when you're streaming it i'm just like this is a different environment these are really cool bosses like what is this game right <laughs> And it actually tells you what the story is, unlike a From Software game. I know that's like a complaint of those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it kind of spells out, here's what's going on. This is alt history stuff. Here's what your goals are. Like, it's it's cool. And the co-op element is a lot easier, a lot more drop-in, drop-out kind of thing. Instead mm-hmm. of, like, you know, having to use a summoning bell and fucking pray to the winds that somebody will come and help you with a boss. It, Thank God, good. because that, that summoning multiplayer system is so dated and weird in Soulsborne games. You believe in God? There's only one God I believe in. <laughs> Jim Ryan. Jim Ryan. Jim Ryan. <laughs> He's my God. You, you magnificent Sony God. But yeah, so there's DLC coming out where I was like, oh shit, I just picked that up. And now there's DLC. I was like, okay. <laughs> Having a sale for your game is good advertising for the next fucking thing that you're exactly. trying to sell us. Usually. Let me, let me tell you that. Uh, the other thing, again, I didn't want everything to slip through, but this was just today it was announced. Mm-hmm. Persona 4 Golden is now available for PC. You can get it on Steam for just 20 dollars that is a steal because i hear 
Persona 4 Golden is like probably one of the more popular and beloved ones. Uh-huh. Um, and it had a, a great home on the Vita. Um, originally it was on PS2, like 2008 mm-hmm. it first came out. Yeah. And, then, and then years later they got that great fucking edition. Um, I am a little sad, my friend. Because, you know, I don't do the PC gaming. So I wish this was out on like PS4 or even um, Switch or something, right? Sure. But would you play it? Persona 4? Yeah. Uh, for 20 bucks and yeah, probably. Okay. I probably would actually. <laughs> I'm just, I'm asking as somebody who like didn't even really finish like Persona 5. It's because it was a thousand fucking years. That's all of them though. They're long games. Yeah, but like the start of a thousand years is less daunting than trying to get through the middle of a thousand years, <laughs> okay, right? That's fair, you, I guess. You start something new and go like, how much do I like this? And then you can sure. back off if you want to. Listen, man, I'm the game tester. I test them and I let the world know, hey dude. The first three hours was phenomenal yeah. in this game. They call you Kevin QA because you're always quality assuring things. <laughs> I, I, it's true. I got a lot of games in my backlog, but I can promise you that I've I've stuck my toe in each and every one of them. Yeah, there's some footplay happening. Check me out on OnlyFans. Yeah, okay, wow. Check me out on OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, next little flyby news on here. This one I found very interesting. Um, AT&T, who owns Time Warner, by the way, you might know them as Warner Brothers, is looking to sell WB Interactive. Huh. Uh, AT&T is up to their eyeballs in debt, about $200 billion. <laughs> Holy I shit. actually mistakenly typoed million here. Nope, it's billion <laughs> <laughs> in debt. Uh, and investors want them to unload non-core assets, such as WB's gaming division. Oh, wow. Now, potential buyers won't have IP like Batman or Harry Potter, mm-hmm. keep that in mind, but they will own studios like Rocksteady and WB Montreal. Right. So a commercial licensing deal may allow those studios to continue working on properties owned by Time Warner. So they AT and T would still get the the cost benefit and maybe because like there's games in flight, doggy dog. So they won't own those games that are like in progress, like the untitled like uh, Batman like Court of Owls game or like the Harry Potter RPG. No, they won't own the IP, mm-hmm. but they will own the studios that make them and whatever profit. So there, and they, they will have, probably yeah. own all the next installments, but not the ones currently being worked on. Well, hell yeah, the way that I see it is that maybe these studios won't be working on WB games anymore, which is a, a fucking point. crime. It's, yeah. it's weird, right? I, I'm like, hmm. But apparently, yeah, AT and T took on a lot of fucking debt when they bought out Time Warner. Their investors are telling the offload shit like um direct tv stuff that isn't like their core financials right now mm-hmm. so weird man we'll see what that I, I just think it's a weird thing because there's a bunch of games in flight that we haven't gotten official announcements of yeah that have really just been kind of leaked or like tirelessly did i say that right tirelessly tirelessly teased by wb nice like, yeah, exactly. Like, we've been getting whatever Batman tease from WB Montreal for a like, while. Like, just fucking show it to us already. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. It's How many more tease. logo teases are you going to give us? I bet you when we launch this episode, it'll fucking, they'll have it. In they'll have it. Yeah, Jeff Keighley yeah. will be like, I have it. He comes down on a fucking, like, Batmobile. <laughs> he, he's wearing the bat suit, <laughs> yeah. but he's wearing the fucking George Clooney nipple suit. <laughs> strong power play holy shit yeah we'll see how that shakes out but this isn't the first time weirdnesses like that happened in the industry whatsoever now i got another thing on here for my friend <laughs> you brought this up to my attention i, I fucking did. laughed yeah so this is a this one came to my attention um just based off of like people posting about it on twitter because that's the nature of this leak so apparently gods and monsters the ubisoft like uh what is it a greek or Norse Greek. mythology game? Yeah, Greek. Greek, Greek mythology game, Gods and Monsters. Uh, it leaked due to a Google Stadia bug. 
Hell of a, of a bug. Like, yes. What? Yes. I haven't even heard of anything like this. Yeah, so this is from IGN. An in-development build of Ubisoft's Gods and Monsters seemingly leaked onto Stadia last night with players posting a series of gameplay clips to Reddit. Um, and it's just... I watched some of it. Yeah, I watched a bit of it, too. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's definitely like in pre-alpha or like still yeah. like in an early build. They even said it, it's like recycling menu UI from uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey because mm-hmm. it's the same dev, probably as a placeholder. Yeah. And so like this game is definitely nowhere near to even show off, right? No, and they're people not. People got their hands on it. <laughs> um, so let's see. Previously, we had only seen cinematic trailers for it, though this could change as we quickly approach the Ubisoft Ford conference, which is set to air on July 12th. So there might be like more of an official reveal of it then. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. July twelfth. Cool. Yeah, that, more more than likely. But oops, a Daisy Stadia. Whoa! Oh my way, god. Ooh, way to show your ass. <laughs> they're they're showing like plumbers' ass, like, like the, left and right. Don't get me wrong. Accidents happen, and especially with the you know how the pandemic's sure. going, like the infrastructures f- are way different because people are working from home and have mm-hmm. different levels of access to shit. I'm yeah, actually surprised it's not happening happen. more. I don't know. I think it is, right? Like, you hear about systems getting throttled and, like, things going out and not apps not working correctly anymore <laughs> here and there. Well, I just mean in terms of, like, general leaks, right? Like, we, oh, I mean, we had, like, The Last of Us Part 2 leak, like, due to something very similar. Major we had leak. this, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that's just the, the state these days, right? Now maybe. now that they're not all, all locked up in an office somewhere, mm-hmm. right? It's way easier for information. Yeah, like, your information isn't blasted. under, like, heavy lock and key. Yeah. It's just, like, it's constantly traveling back and forth on, you know... Maybe not even a private VPN, you know? Yeah, can somebody accidentally put that Harry Potter game on Stadia for us? I really Please. want to see that I fucking really game, fucking want to see that game. really want to see that Even though J.K. Game. Rowling is a... Uh, she's, she's a turf, but, you know. What does she have to do with anything? That's Daniel Radcliffe's legacy <laughs> that we're talking about here. He wrote those books. Um, <laughs> uh, blood, sweat, and tears went into those books. <laughs> so, were you at all, like, kind of wowed by the leaks you saw of it? Because, like, it looks fine. Really? I think it looks like an interesting, stylish, like, you know, Greek god type game um it's got a stamina bar much like uh breath of the wild does but the combat looks kind of like (laughs) you know that doesn't any any stamina system based off of breath of the wild does not excite me in the least i don't like and the combat just kind of looks like wonky i mean i'm sure it's wonky right now right i again i always think about uh what devs typically say a game doesn't come together until like the last two months yeah before release oh yeah i'm not gonna judge you know? this super hard yeah. like this is like uh-huh. this sucks that this leaked for them like i'm sure they're this yeah. is a passion project for like that team at ubisoft who's been working really hard on it hopefully like this doesn't deter them at all and they can keep kind of moving forward on it oh me wrong. i'm so excited for it yeah i think um i recently finally completed and platinum assassin's creed odyssey mm-hmm. and i think that team is fucking fantastic yeah. and whatever they do next i definitely want to try out but yeah i don't want to I want to play your leaked pre 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 alpha whatever the fuck. Yeah, that's come sucks. on, come on, that sucks. Stadia, get get your ship right. What's going on, Stadia? <laughs> Nobody's going to work with you if you're fucking blowing up everyone's skirt like that. Literally, like left and right, that has been nothing but a constant tire fire, and I just feel i feel just bad right like i I don't know i want to send them an email and be like uh dearest stadia what's it like to be in an office place filled with rakes that you constantly step on (laughs) but there's a lag on the rakes how do you get to your desks (laughs) um last bit on here before we get to like the main event here um this is kind of a cool one uh ea officially announces star wars squadrons following a leak um which happened on the xbox website on friday uh, apparently this is supposed to be revealed on monday june 15th at 8 a.m pacific time but it looks like to be mm-hmm. according to venture beat it is going to focus on the classic dogfighting uh style of you know 
squadron combat that we saw in like you know Star Wars. Um, Ro- oh, what's it called? Star Wars Rogue Squadron. I'm not like one you. and two, Naboo Starfighter, <laughs> those games. Yeah, yeah. Naboo Starfighter, huh? Yeah. I still think about that game. It's great. Fucking they made day, two dude. of them. It's great. <laughs> they made two Naboo Star. I thought they made a second one. No, 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 no. Am I wrong? I think you're thinking there is a game called Star Wars Starfighter. Mm. And then there's one that's Naboo Starfighter. Okay, I'll take that on the chin. Whatever. Or is it Battle for Naboo? No, it's Battle for Naboo. Jesus Christ, hey, Star Wars, get your shit together. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's that's kind of um, an interesting little leak. Um, I'm, I'm definitely down for like a current gen like dogfighting type game. Because I don't know if you were a fan of the dogfighting in um, Battlefront 1 and 2. But I enjoyed those like sort of like airborne missions. I'm going to tamper or temper my excitement a little bit because I know what EA is doing. You know, like our good friend of the show, Nick, talked about this too, where he's like, they're just recycling familiar names in order to get us excited. But it's not those products. It's whatever EA wants it to be. I mean, they kind of did that with Battlefront, right? They exactly did that with Battlefront. That game came out and people were expecting it to be like the classic version of the game. And it was so far from it. it's not. It's not at all. So that's why I'm just like, okay, you're using the squadron name. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, is it going to be like that? Or is it just going to be a mm, a buffed-up version of the dogfighting found in the new Battlefront games? Which wouldn't excite me, because I thought that was just okay at best mm-hmm. in my mind. I know you dug it a little bit. I, I didn't get into it very much. I, I think the, the places, the arenas that you're doing it within are really cool. Yeah, that, um, I mean, that's and, and fair. super fascinating. And, like, I mean, I haven't played a, a Squadron game in a really long time. So it feels like an improvement from, like, the original, like, I haven't made one in a long time, to be yeah, honest. It, it's, yeah. it's been a minute. So, I, I mean, if, if they develop like time and assets to making a very competent like flight game then yeah i'd be down for it um ea motive is working on my, it by the way my thi- ea motive yeah so my thing is like what what does it look like is it gonna be is there gonna be a story or is it gonna be like maybe like ea's like squadron battle royale right like right, right 64 fighters enter a space arena only one you know survives <sighs> actually i hate i hate the fact that that would actually be really cool yeah. to do a battle royale with star fighters like that because <laughs> it makes sense yeah uh, whatever. We'll, we'll see. It'll get revealed. This episode will be out. You'll all see that it's the greatest game ever, and we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll feel real stupid. Let's not talk about the future. Unless it's PlayStation's future, buddy. Right, let's talk about the future, man. Here we go. Okay, so we talked about it a little bit, but basically the, the PS5 event rolled out June 11th, and it was an hour and a half of mostly game trailers we we didn't go too much into the console specs we didn't have mark cerny walk on the stage with mm-hmm. a fake mst audience mm-hmm. and rattle on about fucking hard drive space over and over right yeah it was definitely like a i i was kind of nervous about it i think a mm-hmm. lot of people were too they're like what format is this gonna take is it just gonna be like another state of play couldn't be anything like that because like that's not how you really elevate it um in a way that makes it feel like important like in a must-have event thing um and then a lot of people are like is it going to be like you know xbox's reveal that they did with the inside xbox like a few weeks before which i wasn't super like wowed by you didn't like uh, the zoom conferences interspersed between game trailers no it, cg game trailers by yeah, the way no lo- gameplay that, that was a weak showing i'm yeah. very sorry for you, you microsoft fans yeah i well that's the thing i think microsoft isn't going for just like one showing but it was a bad first impression i think or not even a bad first impression it just sort of was a middling first impression mm-hmm. and that's the problem with xbox it's like you don't do a bad job son 
but you also don't go for that gold standard mm-hmm. almost ever. And that's been the case for them for over the last four or five years. Hell, I would even argue the whole generation. Where mm-hmm. Sony, they choose very specific times to say, we're going to go for broke. Mm-hmm. And I, I think this is one of those shows that they went for broke, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it honestly felt like what could have been a live presentation if mm-hmm. E3 was still happening, right? Like, this could have been a, like an hour and a half, two hour thing that they did where they're like... Like, they had, um, you know, gameplay trailers. They had fucking, like, console, like, spe- well... Like, I wouldn't say console specs. It was more of like, here's 10 minutes of us zooming all over the PlayStation 5 and really showing you how sexy and curvy it is. Yeah, it was just like (laughs) a reveal of the look of the console. And again, credit where credit's due. The fact that this conference was so good that we forgot about the fact, or didn't forget, but like, we just kind of mowed over the fact that they weren't giving us a price point, Mm -hmm. a date, pre-orders, nothing. Yeah, or anything. Nothing, because people were talking like, are they going to do that? No. No, and in fact, they even let in saying that, oh, this is going to be about PlayStation 5 games Mm -hmm. at launch. Yeah, but before this event was first canceled, when we speculated about it like two weeks ago, we're like, um, they have to show the console at least, but they they were definitely marketing as like, here's our gameplay, like pantheon like here's our launch lineup yeah. basically yeah and so to be honest like we had no real firm clue about what were their launch plans right we mm-hmm. could only take like guesses in the dark like going like well uh we know that third parties like activision are doing a new call of duty mm-hmm. we know that ubisoft is going to have valhalla around that time so we have an idea of what's going to be at launch but what is sony doing for that launch mm-hmm. and they answered the fucking question and uppercutted the person who was asking uppercutted his fucking jaw right off of his body. I have to say, like, these days, like, a first impression really, like, you, you don't, it, you're not made or broken by a first impression these days in the gaming <laughs> space. I don't, I don't think so. Like, because yeah. there's a lot of redemption arcs, like, um, especially with Tinder would disagree. Like that. Tinder sir. would disagree, right? <laughs> you better be hilarious and interesting and sexy in the first sentence or get the fuck out of here. Well, luckily, this conference is all that. We we had like previous like console reveals in the plat in the past like um like the Nintendo Switch reveal from like 2017 which was like really like weird messaging we didn't really know what it was but like once it came out and it got in people's hands people were like oh yeah this is it like this is like that hot commodity and I I you know I don't want to like shit on Xbox too hard like maybe when the Series X comes out maybe it'll be more than they've touted it as and I feel like this is the same case like where that Mark Cerny like GDC conference came we were like oh, this is not what we were looking for. Mm-hmm. But this, like like you said, it came in, it fucking uppercutted, and it was probably, I don't know if this is hyperbole, but this might be the best console reveal like ever seen in terms of like, here are our fucking like, lineup games, here are things we have planned like in the year following, um, here are what they look like, not only in CG trailers, but here yeah. is gameplay, here are our first party studios, here's our premiere of PlayStation Studios that we just fucking kind of like started helming, so there, there's a lot. L- let me ask you, I'm trying to think back, so you remember the PS4 conference that they had where they were like, here's how used games work on it? Mm-hmm. Was that the reveal of the console, or no? Did they do a reveal before that, and that was just like extra information i think that was extra information really oh, okay because cool. like i would say that is the winner mm-hmm. like clear cut but if, I, if that wasn't the reveal then like maybe i might be able to be like eh, maybe on this yeah. one maybe if it's her- hyperbole but okay it's, even uh, even in this gen i would say against the, X, <laughs> the the switch and xbox series one this is by and large the best uh reveal i'm a little hard pressed just because they really didn't give us those details about the console like mm-hmm. what it does why mm-hmm. it's different it was just like here's the games that will be on it mm-hmm. at its core here's the games that'll be at it but you know what the thing is 
we're here for the games. Exactly. So it's a good message to start with. Like, if you really track us across, like, these hundred plus episodes we've done where we, we talk about why we are the Sony punnies that we are, it's because, like, they so bring really great, like, first party titles. They bring really solid gameplay experiences. They don't need a Halo Infinite because they have so many other heavy hitters from all these mm. other studios. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, let's let's okay, let's let's talk about this yeah. conference blow by blow, right? <laughs> At first, there's a little bait and switch. I didn't appreciate this. Mm-hmm. Everyone lost their mind when they opened this fucking Sony PlayStation Five reveal with the Rockstar logo. Nice. And then showed us GTA Five. <laughs> Are, you, Are surprised? you out of your minds? <laughs> Are you fucking... I thought it was a fucking pre-roll ad. I thought it was a joke. Like, are you kidding me? And then they're like, no, 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 it's coming to PlayStation 5. And then uh, apparently it'll feature, you know, enhancements and da-da-da-da-da. Of course, it's on Mm -hmm. next-gen console. But it's coming in 2021. But GTA Online will be free to all PS5 owners. Okay. You don't need to have the game. So now we can finally get on there, use our Rockstar Shark cards, get some fucking yachts. We can make Funhouse content. We could do. We could just ape Funhouse from now on. Just do exactly what they do. Perfect. Yeah, I mean that's cool. Like if you want to, I, I think this is like again. This speaks to the celebration of like what Sony did with this conference of like speaking of like all the sort of titles they've housed over the the twenty six years of the the, the brand. Hmm. Um, to have something like GTA, which is you know originally born, it was born on a PlayStation. Batman. True. Um, to have this be like, hey, moving forward in the PS five. We're going to give you GTA 5 online for free. I think that's a big get for a lot of people. And um, the numbers show that that game is, like, fucking really popular right now. So I mean... Like, that's a that's a good way to migrate people from previous gen to watch them Watch them have some sort of stat where they look at, like, all of the collective hours that people have played on all of their games. And GTA 5 is, like, fucking 25% Probably. of that chart. I'm sure they looked into it. Like, they, the metrics are there. <laughs> the data's there. They had to speak to the fact that GTA 5, like Fortnite, has become a platform unto itself. Yes. Which is ridiculous. But actually, I'm skipping ahead. They started with that really cool montage that you alluded to of like, here's the history yes. of PlayStation starting in 1994 mm-hmm. and then sweeping through time through 2000 and all this shit. I, my whole life was flashing before me and I was like, all of my non-accomplishments before my eyes, all of these historic franchises where I wasn't doing anything important with my life. And we, we joked about it, like every console <laughs> year that marked like what, 1994, 2000, 2006, 2012, we're like, these are all the years that we can sow regrets and, and, and <laughs> match to personal issues we've had um <laughs> thank you for my milestones of trauma but I, I i think that that's that's the special thing about this conference where it's like it was such a celebration of what it means to be a part of the sony family and that's really evident by like every sort of title that they showcased yeah but here's where here's where they got their hook line and sinker and started goddamn strong my friend mm-hmm. spider-man miles morales is what they opened with a new spider-man title. wait that's got to be dlc well hang on let's clarify some things here it's an enhancement <laughs> wait wait, wait. It's, uh, it's a remake no hang on hang on it's a remaster wait no 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 no, no. It's, it's a dlc wait a second Fucking Insomniac walked in and was like, oh, it's a standalone game. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, somebody walked in and was like, it, it's it's like Uncharted Lost Legacy. It's like mm-hmm. a standalone thing. Yeah, it's no, it's not the full first game. It's not yeah. whatever the fuck. It's literally just a bridge gap. Because if you think about it, Spider-Man PS4 took about five goddamn years to yes. make. And they roll out with part two within two years? Mm-hmm. No way. No way, Jose. No, this is definitely that, like, that 
transition point like we've talked about like you know uncharted 4 to lost legacy yeah majora's mask off of um you know ocarina of time they're building off the assets that are already there and building kind of an, an expansive experience right. dead island riptide to dead island there we uh yeah sure you didn't want to go there no i don't want to go there all right fine um and I know a lot of people are really, really disappointed about this. They're like, Why? No, I, what? They're like, oh, I want that. That's kind of a bummer. Like, I wanted a full-on Miles Morales game, but it's like in two years. Like, you're still gonna get a 15 to 20 hour game out of this. Probably, there's still gonna mm. be stuff to like take away from it. It's still gonna be great. Right. That's the thing. Like, Spider-Man Two, unfortunately, was never gonna be just Miles Morales' story. Because there's this overarching story that Insomniac seeded with Pete from part one that is going to carry over to two. So for, from that lens, I can actually understand the disappointment. Yeah. Because how amazing would it be if Insomniac was like, Spider-Man 2 is Miles Morales, is yeah. his entire story and arc. I, I think right? that, that's that's phenomenal. And that's it is kind of like a missed opportunity, especially falling yeah. off like the heels of like, you know, in, into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Like that proved to be one of the most popular uh spider-man properties in recent years yeah yeah um so to not get a full like experience like i get it i get that it's like a disappointing but also it's like insomniac is split down the middle right now they're working between ratchet and clank they're working between fucking like spider-man ips so it's it's hard to have them like go all in in two years to make a full 40 hour game no absolutely i i think and i love that we're getting something yeah Still would have loved that Spider-Man 2 is, is Miles Morales yeah. instead of this being like, oh, it's a mid-quill, but we're going to go back to Pete. And I'm just like, oh, okay. I, I was mean, hoping sure. it would be a mix of both of them, to be honest. Like, Actually, Miles, I thought that's what yeah. Part 2 was going to be. And maybe it still will be, we'll to see. be honest with you. To be honest with you. But, but it's just cool. It's just egregious how quickly people jump down Insomniac's throat about yeah. it. Like, even when they were like, oh, this is a standalone game, somebody was like, oh, so it's DLC, right? And they're like, no, it's a standalone game. And then somebody was like, what's the source? And it was literally coming from Insomniac games. Yo, that, jo- that guy was joking. I swear I to God, don't fucking he was. care. He was but, being sarcastic. But no, that's the sentiment, though, of like what yeah. people are are thinking about it right now. I'm uh. just like, come on, guys. Like, uh, where was it? It was on Instagram, right? Where they were kind of like, oh, the PlayStation 5 reveal is finally here. And people were like, yeah, but they don't even have a full Spider-Man game at launch. Like, what? Okay, whatever. I'm just like, at this point. Come on. This looks cool. The trailer looked awesome. Uh, Kevin I, can play that game, too. Yes. They don't even have a full Dino Crisis remake at launch. Sony fucking sucks, those <laughs> cucks. Like, what the fuck? Like, whatever, dudes. Yeah. It's, it's, you have a new Spider-Man. That is such a... Dude, that is a day one turner right mm-hmm. there, right? That's going to move people off the It's going to be at launch. They're going to be like, what the fuck? A new Spider-Man game's out? Mm-hmm. Regardless if it's a full-on sequel or not, they're going to be like, that's fucking awesome. I don't even fucking care. Like, Your I- average gamer doesn't even finish a motherfucking game. That's true. That is a fact. Most of the people that picked up Spider-Man didn't finish it, Daniel. That's true. You want to bitch about a full part two? Finish your games. <laughs> Finish your games, you greedy gamer cucks. <laughs> greedy gamers. So a lot of it too is weird with this messaging where it's coming off of like an enhanced version of 2018 Spider-Man. Um, and like I, I get that. Like a lot of the PlayStation 5's marketing in terms of like load times and speeds and processing was given to us by like look how fast spider-man can fucking get yeah they use spider-man as an example so i had to wonder oh are all those improvements what's being baked in and it sounds like yeah yeah that's cool you're giving me a preview to what spider-man 2 is going to be basically but in the meantime i get to play as one of my favorite fucking characters in the spider-man mythos oh yeah I have to wonder who's going to be, like, the villain of this, if they're going to go, like, Prowler, like, Probably. the classic style, or they're going to do, like, a subversion of it, because the PS4 universe does do different things with its characters, mm-hmm. right? Where, like, Octavius starting as a good guy the whole fucking game before, yeah. like, you know, turning, oh, spoilers! I, I wouldn't even be mad if they did something similar to, like, what they did with, like, Into the Spider-Verse, but, like, uh, they, they can't. 
Yeah. No, no, no. no. You can't do you can't do too closely. But yeah. you know what does it do? Give me a uh, Spider Verse uh, costume that I can wear in the game. Oh Thank you very God. much. Oh, the, the suits are going to be so great. Oh, the suits are going to be amazing, dude. Do you think this is going to be a weird thought? But do you think there's like a build up to like a Spider Verse type game or like many different Spider Men in what will be Spider Man Two, right? Because like if we're doing this mid quill type game where it's like we're building up Miles and then Part Two is then Pete and Miles together, we're probably going to get Venom. Are there going to be other Spider-Men as well? Mm. You know, like, do we build that universe as a thing? I would say, okay, so Into the Spider-Verse is an amazing hit. Yeah. And obviously everyone involved wants to continue replicating. Not only is there an Into the Spider-Verse sequel coming out next year, Mm -hmm. but rumor is that the next live-action Spider-Man film will be a weird kind of adaptation of Into the Spider-Verse by bringing back, like, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and shit. Mm -hmm. So it would be, like, the, the movie universe's celebration. Yeah. I would say pump the brakes uh, the brakes a little bit on continuing to try to do Spider-Verse in stories in every version yeah. and incarnation of the character. I agree with that. Um, so I would actually prefer that it was just like Pete and Miles mm-hmm. in this universe kind of continuing forward. Because I don't want to see fucking Insomniac's version of Spider-Ham. <laughs> no, but <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind a hint at a character like, you know, Gwen Stacy. Yeah. As, as Spider-Gwen. Actually, I would love for there to be an entire Spider-Gwen game. There we go. With that vibrant style from yeah. the comics. Oh my god. That I'm okay with. Like, go to their individual universes. Stop trying to do the fucking team-up shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I'm still super excited. That's And it's a launch title, Doggy Dog? That's that's hype, honestly. Like, Because a lot of what we were worried about going into this, there was a lot of conjecture. Like, oh, what's yeah. going to be their launch game? Is it going to be Horizon Zero Dawn 2? Is it going to be Spider-Man 2? Or is it going to be this or that? And it's like, we we're getting a spider-man game at launch like that's fucking i was i was reluctant if i was going to buy this day one and now i for sure i'm gonna buy this console day one if i can get my hands on it that is that's the other yeah like availability maybe yeah yeah, that's a problem so the next one on here we're gonna talk about for maybe the next 15 to 20 minutes Mm -hmm. it's called gran turismo 7 sick oh i'm lying anyway the uh, the next thing that they revealed after gran turismo 7 (laughs) now i have no feelings on racing sims i don't i don't care but it's cool that the you know this series which has been uh on the ps1 is still like Mm -hmm. going strong to this very day yeah it looks cool it wasn't the best racing game that we saw during the conference we'll get to that we'll get to that we'll get to that that later now insomniac double dipping double dibbin 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 dots oh Oh. i miss dipping dots i love them man uh whenever when i would go on road trips in Mm -hmm. florida i would always stop at one of those way stations and get some dipping dots yeah and feel really sus because the bathrooms looked unsafe yeah yeah but you know the ice cream's from the future and it's sanitary so it's good (laughs) right actually i I heard a leak um from jim jam himself that every ps5 is going to come with a quart of dipping dots (laughs) oh shit (laughs) dude a dipping dot dispenser yes that's probably why there's only one usb port exactly All right, so the next thing on here is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I don't have a whole hell of a lot of legacy with Ratchet and Clank, like most 3D platformers that aren't Mario or Gex. I had mm-hmm. a very odd childhood. I, I I just was never like um Sony platformer guy. I played a lot of horror games and action games on my on my PlayStation 1, not the platformers. I'm trying um, to think, like I played a lot of the older PS1 type platformers, and then I think PS2 like Jack and Daxter. Like those sort of. I didn't. I've never played Jack and Daxter. Uh, those games are great. Are they really? Okay. Yeah. Um. I yeah. I've never played a Ratchet and Clank, but I gotta say, like watching what was happening in this trailer really had my attention. Like some of the mechanics are really cool. The idea of a rift, interdimensional, like 
you know, worlds and characters and worlds just merging seemed really neat for this franchise. Yeah, that was some cool, like, um, visual, like, flair going on there yeah. where having two worlds collide at the same, like, on the fly was mm-hmm. a cool thing. I was like, all right. But it, you know, I, I just want to make one comment. I'm not, not to say that I think this game will be bad or whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. but it, it just, it screams of launch titleness. Yes. Of where it's like, hey, every surface is like a thousand times more reflective than how the rest of the games that come out in the generation mm-hmm. are going to look. There's going to be a million times more particle effects in this game than your average, like, title. It's, it's just so funny to me that there's always like a platformer that's technically or visually super impressive, but it might end up being kind of a. Actually, I'm I'm describing Knack. <laughs> I'm describing Knack, but Ratchet and Clank, I have a little more trust to having some substance behind their gameplay. So that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I, I think there's there's definitely a, a a pedigree to like these games, um, and I, I think it's I don't know, it's really going to serve fans. Like I don't think that's going to be anything short of a great game for people, go nuts. people who like it. Um, and there's a female Ratchet, and that seemed pretty cool. Female Ratchet, yeah. who I was like, who is she? Who might be trans, actually? Really? Yeah, because the uh, the the artists and creators said that they put as much of themselves into the character as they could. Fuck that. Well, you and... hear that, J.K. Trans lives matter. You hear that, J.K. You don't get to play on the PlayStation Five. Yeah. You're the past. <laughs> you gotta play on the Xbox Series X, J.K. Rowling. Yeah, get in there. Get in there. Uh, the next one on here is because uh... you're not allowed to play the PlayStation <laughs> Five, J.K. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next one on here is... That's uh, what it feels like to be excluded. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I love it. It's staying in. That's staying in. Because he's got a point. Why am I derailing when he's... Kevin's coming in with the truth. You don't get to be excluded. There we go. Um, okay. So this next one was from Square Enix and Luminous Productions. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, this is, I guess, like the first new, new game from the the Hajima Tabata Helm Studio Luminous Productions. Which started in 2018, yeah. thanks to uh, my sleuthing before yes. the episode. Uh, it's called Project Athia. And uh, Kevin, what are your thoughts on this? You know what it looks like? It looks like what that Unreal 5 engine demo yeah. was, but as an actual game that you can play in touch, but that, also worse looking. But that, it doesn't look terrible. That but, was my you know. first thought. I was like, is this running on Unreal 5? And you're yeah. like, no, it's running on the Luminous engine, which is a proprietary engine from forever ago. And I'm like... Uh, That's true. I did say exactly yeah. that. <laughs> um, not a lot was kind of revealed about it. It was just kind of like, a, here's like some shots, here's some you know monsters. Here's you saw some, an like, Ent. You saw an Ent. It looks like you have might have like magical powers yeah there's some platforming there's some platforming with some interesting like grapple mechanics and then it was done yeah i don't we don't know anything about this right so we'll we'll see but apparently these guys worked on uh final fantasy 15 which is everyone's favorite final fantasy 15 oh so what i'm hearing <laughs> is that there is going to be a mashup and the boys are going to be in this i think that's exactly they, they were just afraid to call happen. it project boys right they, they, they know they're <laughs> <laughs> so they they're project uh fucking uh i forgot the name of it versus 13 shit (laughs) whatever um but it looks cool i just we don't know anything about it um i think the the major disappointment from a lot of people was like i think people are hoping for final fantasy 16 i like that you always describe this group of like majorly disappointed people yeah and i'm just like what who do you talk to (laughs) who are these assholes in quotes the gamers with a capital g you're like an overseer of the internet going (laughs) ah yes the the constantly disappointed has spoken again (laughs) on square enix's next project (laughs) but like them branching off and doing something new is like you know that's always a good thing right 
Yeah, I again seeing original IP from Square Enix has led us to some great avenues in the past before. Well, like even more recently, like Project Octopath, right? Right. So, so like I think this would be a cool project, and it seems like they're putting some weight behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, did I want like Final Fantasy sixteen? Of course, I, w- I would have been fucking amped for that. But if they're not ready to show that, then we're fine. My my hope, and I knew this wasn't going to happen because we probably won't see it for another year. But was like um, not fit, not sixteen, but maybe Final Fantasy seven remake part two. Just show us, like, a little something-something. That's a good point. Yeah. Because it's like, we know it's in production. Yeah. And I know you can't, like, show us gameplay shit, but, like, why, give us a little cinematic, They were right? teasing that game for years without really showing us anything. Yeah. So, come on. Give us a little cinematic. Come on, Nomura. Nomura, <laughs> what are you up to? You son of a bitch. Anyway, this next thing a lot of people went crazy for. Uh, Stray. Basically, you play as a cat and you hang out with robots. And, and that's, that's pretty that, cool. That's the whole gist yeah. of it, right? And it looks awesome. I like the color scheme, like the environments look really cool, and that cat is super cute. I know. And the kitties wear backpacks. Oh. Backpack kitties. Clementine, would you like a backpack? Would you be cooler? It's a, it reminded me of like a like Cyber Stray 2077. Damn, like, look at this cat getting these pets. She loves it. Oh, oh my god. She's getting some crazy. She's pets excited right for the for Stray. Right. Coming in 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wasn't a big fan of Returnal though. No. <laughs> Were you? Honestly, yes. I was excited to see Housemark's yes. name appear at this conference and go, yo, I spent hours and hours with my PS4 at launch playing fucking Resogun. I know you did. But this looks like they're they're uh, big upping themselves because this is not no, you know, side scroller or anything like that. It, it seems like a kind of a 3D environment walking mm. around game. I was like, oh shit, cool. It was kind of un doubtable that they would be there right where it's like they i feel like they're synonymous these days with like sony at launch with certain yeah. titles like i'm actually a little are they are they like a second party studio or are they actually owned by sony i don't know that about house uh, yeah i don't know either i don't want to speak loosely about that we don't know where you stand house mark but we stand with you we stand in the house of mark <laughs> but this looks cool i don't know if it's going to follow the same twin stick format that they're known for because a lot of their things are like hey twin stick shooters like that's what we do and so the character, uh, reading a little bit, a, a bit about it, the character, there's like a death mechanic in the game because mm-hmm. the character continues to relive the same events, uh, including their death. Oh. And apparently the planet changes over time as you die throughout the game, which is interesting. an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, again, there seems to be some interesting mechanics going on here, yes. which is cool to see because the studio was traditionally has like very arcadey games, right? Like, um, I forget the name. It wasn't Axiom Verge, but it was that one that I really enjoyed, mm-hmm. but it had a really stupid name and I forgot it nexus something nexum Hex, project nexus hex mahina or something next Ma- next mahina okay. jesus christ what yeah a and then rezogun name. and then what uh <laughs> dead nation yeah they did dead nation yeah. and then they did i think alien nation yes they did and yeah. those sucked but <laughs> but dead nation was the tits that nation was good dead nation was they had great. to give it out for free when sony got hacked yeah <laughs> oh yeah and that's how we all knew the name house mark yep what an amazing chain of events. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Returnal looks dope. I'm excited for them to like branch out and do something that isn't just arcade uh, games, but I love them. Sure. So. Now, the next thing on here, a little bit of surprise. You want to talk about this for me? Yeah. Uh, Sackboy, A Big Adventure. Oh. Uh, <laughs> developed by Sumo <laughs> Digital, Sackboy, A Big Adventure is the latest game in the Little Big Planet franchise. Ooh. So, so the Sackboy returns, but not in a Little Big Planet title, because this is... 3d platformer versus 2.5d platformer yes although like those games did have kind of like 3d sort of elements about them but it was right. always like in that 2.5d like foreground background kind of like um 
like Donkey Kong Country Returns. Oh, that's a great game. Yeah, like a lot of like vibrancy in foreground, middle ground, and background. Um, but this looks different um, for them, and it looks cool because it's like you know, it's more Sackboy. People love it. But I didn't get a sense if there was going to be any like user generated content. Like I would, I would imagine so. That's what the games are known for. But they that's really what they didn't were known for like that. under the media molecule umbrella. Right. I don't know if like that's going to be the same thing going forward with Sumo Digital. Well, Sumo Digital did do part three. But I don't remember there being a lot of user-generated content in that one, but I might be wrong. I don't know. I didn't spend too much time with three. I'm just trying so. to say I want to customize my sack. Oh, well, that's uh, for you to happen in Cyberpunk 2077. Oh. Where you can customize your genitals. Gotcha. Yeah. You got those bold sliders. Yeah. Good times. Well... I guess it's not a big adventure after all. <laughs> Give your shaft any sort of gradient you want. More like an average size adventure, if you ask me. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I was wondering if Media Molecule was going to be present in any sense at this, um, based off of like you know the the recent launch of Dreams and that being this new platform for for Sony in a, in a big way. Um, I'm surprised there was nothing about it, um, to be honest. Yeah, like, how that, are we going to continue Dreams into the next generation? Yeah, I, I, I swear I thought they mentioned something about Dreams coming to PS5 as well, but yeah. definitely not during this event or around this event. Yeah. But I imagine Media Molecule's working on supporting that game still. I, I feel like it's one of those games that Sony, like, if it's not their AAA uh, banner title, they kind of leave it to just release and walk away from it, right? Like, they kind of did with Concrete Genie, which was, like, a lot of people really like that game, but, like, they didn't do much to, like, lift it up. Did it come out? It did. Concrete Genie's been out for like really? months. Yeah. Damn dog. Yeah. I guess you're you're 100 percent right on that because I did not even know that so, game came out. And it's a shame because it's like if you if if it's not an Insomniac game, if it's not God of War, if it's not The Last of Us, it's almost like they just don't push for it the same way. Mm-hmm. So I want to see them do equal push for all their titles moving forward. I don't know. We'll hopefully we'll see more of Dreams dropping in the distance. You know, it was a dr- <laughs> do you know it was a dream come true for me? Huh. <laughs> fucking destruction all-stars oh, yeah talk to me about this one <laughs> so it's like some sort of rollerball but if if you were in a car <laughs> arena arena competitive game uh you can get in and out of your vehicles and you're doing some smash them up against each other mm-hmm. it, it had that kind of overwatch aesthetic that we've seen many many games steal since mm-hmm. t- uh, 2016 but it's about cars exploding and hitting each other so i'm willing to forgive them <laughs> yeah, it was like an interesting like hybrid between like i don't know like an arena shooter battle royale slash like rocket league almost like all these things all in one it looks like you could hijack like vehicles so like you're running around and you can hijack enemy vehicles and knock them out or yeah. blow them up i want to i want to see some straight up gameplay not to say that what we were seeing wasn't in game but it definitely was like a very cinematic trailer mm-hmm. i want to know the mechanics of this car smash up game because it looks like twisted metal meets rollerball and I yeah wonder. that's a, that's a pretty apt description yeah i'm more excited for this than gran turismo 7 you could tell david jaffe creator of twisted metal was looking at this trailer and going motherfucker actually looking at it it did give me some of like uh what was that game called uh drawn to death uh yeah like it reminded me of like that arena frenzy of that game yeah a little bit. by david jaffe yeah yeah <laughs> David Jaffe's just going like, Sony just fucking stole everything from me. Stole my whole life. <laughs> Talk to me about this next one, because like, you, you, were, you were pretty into this. Oh, yeah, I was so into this. <laughs> no? No? Really? No. Um, yeah, the next one on here, uh, Kenna Bridge of Spirits, an adorable adventure game. I thought you said Everlap. it looked cool. No, it looked cool. I It didn't like really pull my attention super hard, but I was like, oh, it's got a, like, a cute little visual style. Mm, mm. Yeah, that... Honestly, like, I can't remember too much about it. Me neither, because it looked like, I don't know, it looks like a platformer yeah. with some action. 
cutie. So th- this is like honestly the point where the conference does some kind of swerves here and there where it's like yeah. they have these titles that come in that are definitely for me, but then things that aren't for me. And I think that's kind of the re- awesome nature of this conference where there's something for everybody, right? Like not every game I see needs to be for me. That's totally okay. Like, okay, I'm trying to be like diplomatic here. I watched this trailer for Kenna and I was just like, this looks like fucking cameo from the 360, but better. Like it's yeah. like, I've seen this type of game before mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, cool. Got a, Got kind of like a animated style to it, but then, um, I don't know, like nothing really like stood out to me. It had cool lighting effects. That's yeah. it. But yeah, people, people saw it and were like, oh, it looks pretty cute. Da, da, da. Apparently it's from the studio that did that, um, that really cool CG trailer for Majora's Mask. You know, the one that did like the short, the online video, mm-hmm. um, they made a game. That's cool. Good on them. Nice. Right. This next one got me a little horny. Uh, okay. Goodbye, Volcano High. It's about sexy, cute dinosaurs. Uh, <laughs> it's just living through the life, I guess. <laughs> no, what is this? It's like a dating sim or something? I have no idea what it is. It, it was very indie and melancholy, but everyone was like a dinosaur in high school. <laughs> so this one, it's art style. Like I, I couldn't even tell if it was gameplay because it looked animated. It actually looked animated, the entire trailer. Oh, this one. Oh, okay. Yeah. With the, the furries. Gotcha. <laughs> it's that one. So, sorry, they they were more like scalies? Because <laughs> they're dinosaurs? It's like a dinosaur dating sim. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. It looked cool. Apparently it would have a pretty uh, bodacious soundtrack. It looks like uh, maybe a little bit of Life is Strange, but with dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. It's funny you keep saying dinosaurs, because like, when I watched it initially, I did not even pull that they were dinosaurs, but now it makes complete sense that they would be. There was a pterodactyl <laughs> Like I, did, I don't know why, because I was watching it from afar. I wasn't like yeah. right up on my TV with it, so oh, I was like... Man. And that, that might have been one of the ones where I was like half on my phone for. Yeah. Um, but that's cool. So so I agree, though. Like The next few ones didn't really like land with me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a new Odd World called Soulstorm. Mm-hmm. I, again... Another series that whizzed right past me. I think I played one of them and was like, okay, this is interesting. I, I don't know. People love Oddworld. It's like a cult hit. Yeah, it's cool to see them kind of bring it back and, and pay respect to it. Because, again, another thing that was you know just homed and housed on the uh, the PlayStation you know, many years ago. And it's like, okay, here's a modern version of it. Yeah, we got so many games here, actually. Holy I know. shit. Ghostwire Tokyo. Talk to me about that real quick. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo. Okay, so... We had two games on here from uh, Bethesda Softworks. Software? Bethesda Software? Bethesda Gameworks? What is their studio called? Could be anything. Could be anything. Um, (laughs) That we haven't really seen anything or heard anything about in two years following, like, the last, like, um, B3 uh, performance at uh, E3 2018. Um, I thought you misspoke for a second. No, that's what they called it. They called it B3. So we finally got kind of a more in-depth look at what uh, Ghostwire Tokyo was, which is the, uh, what, Hadzake Kamiya game? Uh, right. Shinji Mikami? Sorry, there we go. Which is the... Uh, Shinji... Listen, you were in the fucking Resident Evil ballpark. I was in ballpark. the ballpark. <laughs> yeah. So th- this was the Shinji Mikami game that was being worked on with... Uh, U- oh, fuck. Ukumi Nakamura. Um, and she actually left yep. um, this project. After nine years with the studio, Which is crazy. Yeah, she was supposed to be uh, Shinji's apprentice. Yeah. And then she just kind of dipped out. But she's going on, apparently, to pitch an Akami 2 with... The man that you just named. <laughs> yeah, they're working together possibly on it. It would, it would be awesome to see her work with Platinum Games. It would be. Yeah, I think, I think her style would mash with that so well. But like, 
where does that leave this game? Because this, a lot of people were like, yeah, the footage didn't really land too hard with me. It didn't. It, like It did. It's first person. You're doing Doctor Strange tricks against digital supernatural ghosts. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It was a lot going on. Like, the aesthetic is cool. The gameplay is just kind of like, I'm not sure what it really is. Exactly. I don't know what you are. Therefore, I don't know to fall in love with you right yeah. now. So that that's what it looked like to me. It had a banger of a song yeah. in it, though. It did, but though. It, it did. It bums me out because this is one of those games where it probably shifted vision after she left or maybe, like, lost some of her touch. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, now... I, I don't know. Like, I don't... I never want to, like, shit on, like, a development or a game because I don't make games. It's really hard to do. Um, I'm not that talented. But I feel like this project would have probably been elevated by her, her work. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, she was the fucking creative director on exactly, it. So, so. It, it loses all of its creative direction suddenly. <laughs> yeah, like all they had was like a few scraps in her Trapper Keeper. Like, oh, yeah. what was that again? What what did she draw there? Yeah, skipping ahead a little bit, like you were talking about two games that they were kind of holding on. The other one being um, Deathloop. Deathloop from Bethesda, which is uh, Arcane Studios is working on that. Mm-hmm. The guys that did Dishonored. Yeah. Um, it it looks cool. I know you had some... some uh, like the art style wasn't really yeah my doing my, it for my gripe was like i really just didn't vibe on like the enemy design they look like kind of bobo sp- splicers bobo but splicers. like the overall feel of the trailer like kind of that high octane <laughs> like first person like bethesda style of like you know wolfenstein doom uh-huh. was present there the environments look cool and like the the main characters like the main guy and the main girl who's like kind of pitted against him yeah they seem really well, like, kind of realized, and then the villains as well. Like, It's like a tier of, like, eight villains you have to kind of fight your way through and, and kill. Kind of, like, revenge style. Yeah, I, I think that trailer showed some cool stuff from the gameplay, but it spent way too much time just giving you the setup of the story. Yeah, and kind of pivoting back and forth between, like, here's, like, an animated, like, intro, yeah. animated scenes versus the actual game. Like, but... I just know it's like, oh, there's a death mechanic where you, like, restart parts. Okay, which is been done in a few games before actually so i'm just like so what's your take on this kind of thing but yeah like it's there's an interesting mechanic i guess too where you like kill somebody with a gun that maybe like time loops them out i don't really know they didn't explain the mechanics too well which this would have been one of the ones i need a b3 demonstration where if they had like devs like afterwards talking about it a little more Mm -hmm. because they did that a bunch where they're like they showed something and they're like okay here's the guys behind like you know ratchet and clank um, we're going to talk about it a little bit. I feel like this and Go- um, Tokyo Ghostwire probably could have used that a little bit. Yeah, probably a little bit more. But then so. again, that's, isn't Bethesda still doing a thing like later on this year? Or I don't no? know. I can't speak to what Bethesda does anymore. Can we Todd call abandoned us all. <laughs> He's abandoned everybody. This is another game that uh, I, I said the title and you were like, what? <laughs> Jet the Far Shore? No, it's a space game, I guess. Yeah, you kind of likened it to Spacey. No Man's Sky. It's No Men's Sky. It's a sure. sequel. Yeah. What's the last good space sim that you've played, Daniel? Uh, Outer Worlds, but I hear Outer Wilds is the real one I need to be playing. Okay, yeah, that's fair, that's fair. <laughs> well, we saw some more Godfall. Mm-hmm. People were doing some stuff. Yeah, we actually got looting, gameplay of it this time. Looting and hacking. And, and looting being, and slashing. Being gods, <laughs> I guess. I don't know, I have no strong impression on the game yet. I don't yeah. know why. Like, I'm just like, okay. It's not a day one for me, and I definitely have been, like, burned by a lot of, like, Gearbox's outings lately, but... It looks fun. I'll give it that. Like, it, I don't know, for them trying something new, it looks fine. It looks like the aesthetics of that old-ass game, Too Human. And it mm. amazes me, for Too Human being such a colossal failure of a title, how many games have a very similar art, art yeah. style to it. Like, this one does it, where it's like, it's it's medieval stuff, but in the future. You know, like, that's the kind of vibe. I'm like, okay, cool, yeah, yeah, you're so fucking original. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm... 
I'm glad that this isn't the only game we're getting at launch because I yeah. would not want to hang my hat on it. But like, mm. it looks cool. Like, I would buy it like you know at forty bucks. You buy it at forty bucks? Yeah. What if it was like forty five? Well, that's enough. We'll have to talk about it, Randy. <laughs> that's for the randy pitchford trust fund uh the next one in here is one that actually really caught my eye solar ash from the creators of hyper light drifter which is supposed to be like the spiritual successor to it yeah i've never played it and i wanted to i haven't either um Vern, a good friend of the show talks this game up all the time he apparently really loved it on the switch i checked out some trailers of it i was like oh this shit looks really cool i heard it a dope story dope gameplay really yeah great music like the style of this one i was like i'm sold like the art style looked fucking incredible Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, we didn't really see too much gameplay from it, really. Like, there was a little bit of, like, light movement and then just, like, a, a splash screen of, like, this is the game. It's got a great title, though. Yeah. Solar Ash. It's cool. Like, because I feel like some of the some of the games that were announced flopped yeah. on the titling. Like, Returnal is one of the stupidest names I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. And for a really cool trailer, too, right? And, like, that happened a few times. I even say that Destruction All-Stars is, like, a placeholder title. <laughs> right? Like, it like, seems like it. Like, give me But a, you know it's going to come out with that stuff. I know, and I hate it. Destruction All-Stars? I'm going to have to say that yep. every time. Dude, remember remember the games back in the day? Car combat games? Vigilante 8. Mm. That is the distinctive, memorable title. Twisted Metal. That That's a fucking name people know. Destruction All-Stars? I digress. I digress. You do. Hitman 3. Hmm. The end of the Hitman trilogy, <laughs> apparently. Or the reboots, I guess um i don't know I've, i haven't tried any of those dude i, I know either apparently they're really cool they're, they're done really well i hear they're amazing i hear hitman go is really good yeah i'm glad that they are supporting it i just don't know anything about it astro's playroom i'm confused by as well um yeah i think this <laughs> is one of the ones where like astrobot vr was a huge one in psvr and you see this and you're like wait are they like edging it like psvr too like what is it but they didn't really say anything didn't, about it. Did not say anything. But they did tell you that it's going to come preloaded on your PS5. Like the fucking U2 album that came uh, preloaded on iTunes that one year. <sighs> but you we remember didn't that? want that. That's not nobody, the thing people wanted. Nobody really wanted that. But this game looks that. fun. Sure, man. I'll take it for a lot free. Of, a lot of iconography in there. Yeah. Um, like PlayStation symbols <laughs> and the PlayStation controller icon yeah um, i i don't know i know astrobot vr was like a a hit people love that game it, it landed in a lot of people's top five from like 2019 so it'll be interesting to see like what this is beyond just maybe a free game what is this little devil inside oh that's the one with the <laughs> vibrant art style yes. right you want to you talk a little bit about this one for uh, me? Little Devil Inside is an adventure game with a unique aesthetic as well as mystical creatures. It features a combat of stealth, or sorry, it features a mix of stealth exploration, direct combat, and even hunting wild creatures like dragons. This one looked cool, and I was kind of vibing on it, but it got some backlash. Um, mm. A lot of people called it out because uh, in the beginning of the trailer, the the character is in a, in an area with some tribal people, um, and um, and I'll, I'll pull this up right here because um, the devs actually had to come out and apologize about it because they got so much heat about it. Um, but little devil inside devs apologize for racist enemy design and will change them. Um, and apparently, what happened was people called it out because the characters included stereotypes like. Big, red lips, dreads, and white loincloths. Like, kind of caricatures of, like I said, African-Americans. Um, pretty comparable to, like, you know, 
the blackface, like Jim Crow versions of like what you know black people looked like when they were being made fun of. Where is this targeted. developer from? I have no idea where this developer's from <laughs> at <laughs> what all. What the fuck? Uh, but tri- <laughs> Twitch streamer um, Lord Balvin called it out i was so excited but then i noticed these enemy types twitch streamer pika chalutu said there's a way of depicting indigenous tribes of people without portraying a character the lips the dreads those are stereotypes and they immediately basically like came out and said um racist stereotypes of any kind were absolutely not intended we were not aware of the stereotypical connotation and wish to apologize to anyone who may have been offended by the character design and they're basically working on like you know reworking those characters um yeah, they, they said it was never their intention to create designs referencing any real African or Afro-American human tribes. It, it's it's weird because it's really just like a flash mm-hmm. in the trailer. It's like less than like five seconds, but like it became this like hot spot of criticism. And I'm just like, well, it, yeah, it's questionable design. I know that probably wasn't your intention, but yeah, I, I respect them for being like, oh, well, okay, we've, we fucked up. We'll change it for you guys. Now, I I could I could see like one of those things where the situation is that NeoStream is like a British developer or something that isn't sure. as close to like, you know, the well, the 400 years of strife sure. in the US. This company is out of fucking Seoul. Like or Seoul, I should say. Oh. Uh... Yeah. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> like I looked them up on fucking LinkedIn. I was like, "What? You Huh. Okay, I Seoul, didn't know Korea? that." Interesting. Yeah, exactly. Huh. It's a team of 45 people. Maybe that's how these things happen. Yeah, maybe it's one of those things where they kind of just, like, were inspired by, like, an image, but didn't really think too much about Did it. Did not think what they were, like, adapting yeah. or anything. Okay, very interesting, but weird. That, cause I hadn't heard anything about that until you brought it up to me, and I was yeah. just like, oh, shit. But, like, I, outside- I wasn't even paying attention because nothing about that trailer landed for me. I, I yeah, I know like, for uh, you it didn't, but I saw it, and I was like, oh, this is, like, it's got a variance of, like, no. areas, really cool exploration, like, interesting, like, enemy designs otherwise, like, yeah. you know, mystical creatures, dragons, and I'm like, look. Looks neat. I don't know if I had a man taking a shit. Had a man taking a shit. That was something that that happened in the trailer. Yeah, I just want to point that out because that stood out to me. It had an art style at times that reminded me of Wallace and Gromit. Right. It had that kind of quirky art style. Maybe that's like not always the thing that gets me. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, That's why I play games like NBA 2K. Yeah, tell me about this next one. Does this next one get you? I think the way that they were able to show that uh, they got sweat right. Oh, they really got sweat right. Because that's a problem with PS4. Yeah. Sweat wrong. Sweat wrong. Every game. Hair wrong, sweat wrong. I was playing Middle Earth, yeah. uh, Shadow of War, the other day. and On my PS4 my, Pro? Yeah, my lead dude, Talion, was sweating all wrong. Uh, he, <laughs> like, what I saw was, like, the bees are too big for the size of your forehead. Mm. They're coming out of the wrong place. Do you have glands, like, right above your ears? Like, I'm confused. <laughs> but I feel like watching this, I have hope for next gen. Yeah. I have hope for next gen that we're going to get sweat right. Which leads into really accurate sex simulators. There we let go. Me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you about the future of gaming. Is getting that booby sweat right, buddy. If you like Pornhub, you'll no. love PS5 Sex Hub Live. <laughs> it's already preloaded on your PS5. <laughs> God damn it. Speaking of snacks. <laughs> bug snack. Bubba bug snacks. I don't know who the... F- I, before today, I did not know who... Was it Kiddo Kiddo Bonito? Yeah, I don't think any of us knew. We started jamming out to this to this fucking fusion band out of Britain. Uh, they're amazing. 
I don't even care about the game Bug Snacks. I just care about the song Bug Snacks. Yeah, well, I'll give you a snapshot of what yeah. Bug Snacks is all about. It's a charming game featuring a Steve Irwin style wildlife expert. Bug Snacks is from the creators of Octodad. And basically, you're on this island where they're bugs, but they're also snacks. Like, it's a, it's a little, like, a uh, little bug, but it's a strawberry and it's a bug. And if you eat it, you become it like so there's like a really strong body horror it's body horror but also like um vor like there's a strong emphasis on vor and being eaten in there right like they want to be eaten at first i looked at it i was like oh it's probably like you know it's like one of those donut county kind of kind of quirky cute games and then you really get into the ramifications (laughs) of like eating a strawberry and then the polyp shows up on your forearm and i'll be i'll be honest dude there's a lot of cool things uh from this event there's a lot of things that stuck with me but Mm. nothing really kept me up at night like bug snacks did (laughs) (laughs) it's a mixture of the song and knowing that there's these woodland creatures including an otter that are devouring others and becoming them it's it's a very it's like a very interesting spin Mm -hmm. on the skinwalker mythos oh yeah yeah. it's very uh, it's horrifying should have called it uh warg snacks warg snacks (laughs) (laughs) it's warg snacks snacks. Warg snacks baby so we finally found out what blue point games is working on and Hmm. the remaster slash remake studio is remaking demons souls demons demons souls souls don't forget the s (laughs) you can't gamers are gonna get mad it'd be the wrong game right it'd be the wrong game uh it looked dope as fuck yeah uh it it looked beautiful it's a cool rendition i know some people had um the constantly disappointed crowd yes (laughs) had had some issues with how the design of the original was kind of changed up in this one Mm -hmm. and i think just because they're going for this ultra realistic like highly super detailed textures versus a launch era ps3 game (laughs) i actually when i saw it i had that thought process i'm like oh this looks really cool and then i watched a like uh one for one comparison of like i don't know if it's the original trailer against the new one and i'm like oh some of the older designs actually look yeah simpler and and creepier and better for me and i i feel like that's some of the disappointment where it's like oh, i probably prefer like the way this other demon looked yeah they you know? made every demon look really busy mm-hmm. they look super busy in the trailer where like they look cool don't get yeah. me wrong and i again i didn't go through all of uh demon souls right I, I didn't play it i played maybe five minutes and i said why would anybody mm-hmm. want to play anything like this and this yeah. was before i got into the souls games right i didn't even know that demon souls was a part of that franchise until years later i was like oh was that it was what the that first was? one fucking had no clue in the yeah. world let me tell you because it didn't say dark it did not say dark it i was like say born doesn't say born yeah doesn't say second yeah. say any of that shit <laughs> doesn't say nothing uh but i'm excited for this and i i trust blue point's pedigree of work um and i i really hope they kind of go all in on giving it a mechanical mm-hmm. overhaul um not just a light touch up like same like i not all the original souls games feel great mechanically i feel like dark souls 3 and on really kind of ramped it up um, having played like a little bit of like Dark Souls one, and I know you played like Dark Souls two, um, and I played Dark for, Souls Remastered for a little bit, and you played that one. They didn't do shit to the mechanics in Dark Souls Remastered. So, it still feels as rough as it did in the PS3 days. I, I think you need to really modernize it beyond yeah. just the look, like really make it feel intuitive. Um, and yeah, I, I well, two with the Dual Sense, like how that's going to integrate with like certain combat 
uh, combat feedback features too. It so. vibrates every time you die. Yes. The innovation of next gen. <laughs> That's how you know. It actually yells at you. It fucking says, you died in your face, and it spits blood out of the mic port. <laughs> and the share feature just instant ports to like, Facebook every death that you have. <laughs> you get a text from your mom. Um, I hear you're dying a lot in this. Demons? Souls? Demons? Are you okay out there? I I thought that was on the burn list with Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 20... 21 i guess they didn't really kind of push it as like a launch title but like no. within that first year at least yeah because like launch like when you talk about a launch window that could be anywhere between like the launch month and maybe like th- even five months out from it I yeah think, i right? would say like you know first three months to a year like really. whatever the quarter one like a ends, launch right year. so like marchish end of march yeah that makes sense so but still that's like to to say that these are going to be a part of the window pretty mm-hmm. cool i think I there's think so. There was only one game that they showed that was like, hey, it's not coming out anywhere near launch, which was Pragmata, mm-hmm. the Capcom joint, which everyone was like, is this Death Stranding DLC? What the fuck is this? And then mm-hmm. it was like, oh, it's something Capcom's doing. Yeah. The first original IP by Capcom in the last four years. Interesting. Yeah. So we'll see there. Prag Was Pragmata the one that... Um... The space one where they go up in the space little girl and there's a cat. <sighs> the, there's so a cat the, 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 the one of the writers from Dead Space was purported to be working on. So I did a little journalist. Was uh, it that one? I did a little save room journalism mm-hmm. for us, and I went to find the original tweet where the writer of Dead Space said, "Hey, keep all your eyes on the PS5 event because the next thing I'm working on will be shown there." Was it Bug Snacks? He deleted that tweet. Oh wow! There's no mention of the PS5 event at all on his Twitter <sighs> when I looked. Holy I was shit. like, "What the fuck?" There's like, there's nothing. So I was like, "Which game was yours, Doggy Dog?" Couldn't find it. Don't know. Don't know know. what he's working on. So Pragmata is fucking pragmatic. (laughs) What's the word? Enigmatic. (laughs) I was going to say it like you're close. You're close. I'm not going to give it to you. (laughs) No, no gold. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Talk to me about Village. What Village? Talk to me about the Village that uh, fucking... Chris Beefcake Redfield inhabits. Oh, you mean Chris Thickfield? Chris Thickfield. (laughs) Resident Evil Village, one of the worst-kept Capcom secrets, was officially (laughs) uh, revealed at the Sony event. Uh, It is a next-gen title. It's it's, it's working on an updated version of the RE engine, and it features, once again, Mr. Ethan from Resident Evil 7. It's a continuation of that, Mm -hmm. and it takes place in an Eastern European village where you have to fight your way to a mysterious castle. And it maintains the first-person gameplay that Uh Resident Evil 7 kind of set forth. And Um, it adds werewolves. And adds werewolves. Which is a thing. And hallucinations and a lot of crazy stuff. A lot Uh, of crazy stuff. It Aesthetically, in in terms of location, it looks like kind of a scarier game. People have been comparing it to Bloodborne, oddly mm. enough. They're like, yeah, like this looks like Bloodborne. Yeah. yeah, like especially with the werewolves and shit. You're just like, you can't tell me this isn't Bloodborne. Yeah. And I'm like, that's fine. I like the gothic Eastern European vibe for it. Mm. It's got a very like movie classical kind of horror vibe. Yeah. Um, and I, I, it looks like the environment's going to be a little more open. I'm hearing it's not an open world game, however. Mm-hmm. But it is going to be the same where it's like you can backtrack and go between areas and you unlock shortcuts mm. to move through this village. You also have an inventory system. That is as huge as RE4. It's dummy thick. It's, it's dummy thick. That, that's bigger than Chris Thickfield. It's it's huge. They showed a picture of it. It was like, what the? F- how many put, herbs can I hold I put my fucking here? car in here. <laughs> you slapping the roof of this fucking inventory, huh? <laughs> it looks great. Weren't they also saying uh, in the initial rumor rush that like there were going to be kind of like side quests? 
too? Something like that. I, yeah. I think there are, from what I've read, uh, the Aesthetic Gamer has his pulse on this, by the way. He's been, literally, he's been going on tweet storms about RE8. It's ridiculous. Go follow the guy on Twitter, right? He, he's a Resident Evil Capcom leaker. Mm-hmm. And he says that basically you'll have objectives here and there, but it's it's still not like a, you know, open world game, yeah. basically. It's like there's optional stuff you can do or not do, which sounds a lot like RE7 because there's things you could go after that you didn't need to do in order to complete the story, like the coins and stuff like that. And there seems to be a currency system in this yeah. game as well. So there's going to be some sort of store. Which like a Ari, vendor, yeah. RE7 had a store as well. It was just bird cages sitting yeah, in Yeah, it was like room. you find antique coins and then you can use them for upgrades and stuff right. like that. So I think the elements are going to be very familiar. It's not going to be like, oh, here's this expanded fucking gun store that you buy mm. shit and stuff like that. But we'll see. I mean, they could throw us for a loop and be like, here's an actual merchant, like an RE4. Yeah. That would be dope. Maybe that's where the, the fucking merchant lives. That's where he lives. Um, That's his home. I'm hoping, in my heart of hearts, that this game is significantly longer than, like, previous outings from Capcom in terms of, like, you know, RE3 being a very short game. Being criminally short. Or even the length of RE2. Like, I'm hoping that this is, like, a 10 to 15 hour Resident Evil game. That would be my hope as well. Um, I still think... Actually, I'm not even sure what the longest RE game is other than maybe six. I would say six. Six is, yeah. yeah. So, like, I would want a length like RE4, probably a good 12 to 15 hour mark kind of kind of ordeal. If it's not, it's not. Hopefully there's some, you know, replay value, especially if it's, like, suited for speed running and shit like mm-hmm. that. But we'll see. I'm interested in these uh, these witch ladies. Oh, my God, this coven. What's going on with this I coven? hope they're not just a hallucination. At least one or two of them were cute. At least, like, all of them were cute. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. Not everyone in the RE engine looked good. That old man looked like some sort of aberration. <laughs> that, that was actually one of my bigger gripes with it. Um, well, I had one gripe, one concern. Um, but the character models don't look great gripe, carried over concern. from like what... I like this is a team meet about RE7. Yeah. I, yes, I have one gripe, one concern. <laughs> Long time listener. <laughs> Listen, I'm friends with the Capcom captain, so I have feedback that I need to give. But the character model of that one dude like carried over from what the original characters looked like in 7. I'm just like, this looks rough. Yeah. It was like, but mm. then you have the character model of like Chris and like the witches and like even the Wearman and I'm like, okay, these look good. Those look dope. Yeah, these look dope. So I don't yeah, know. We'll see. Maybe they just can't get old people right. They Maybe they can't. Help you. They can't get hair right. That's for sure. Oh, like for sure. Like they can get, get a lot right. right in that RE engine, but <laughs> hair does not look good. Like honestly, <laughs> it goes from like, okay, we can do hair. Cool. Yeah. How long would it take you guys to do hair that moves? And they're like, that adds six months. Yeah. That adds six months to the budget. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to crunch for that. <laughs> we can't do this. <laughs> But it's coming out next year. Um, and that keeps with the new Resident Evil every year thing they've been doing lately. Yo, dude, you think I'm going to be pissed off about Resident Evil every year? I know people talk about franchise fatigue, but the way that Capcom like does development, where it's always like, we always have a pizza in the cooker, mm-hmm. basically. That's how you got to do it. Like, they, they have different teams doing different things, and then they just kind of go like, is this working or not? Like, th- the rumor was that this was originally Revelations 3, mm-hmm. and at one point they decided like, hey... Let's just reuse this. This is this is a good foundation mm-hmm. for the next Resident Evil game. Let's do that, you know? So I, I, I like... I don't think we're going to get the same kind of fatigue as if from, like, Assassin's Creed coming out every oh, year. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, you're making the same thing every year. Because Resident Evil is kind of a different thing yeah. most years, so... Yeah. I mean, they're doing a difference in terms of, like, just off-cycling with their two timelines right now. The remake scope and then, like, this Resident Evil 7, like, path they're, they've been moving the forward The first with. person path. Yeah. yeah. I want a trilogy out of it. Yeah, I, w- I would like that too. I Like, I don't think that Ethan is a particularly, like, fascinating protagonist. Um, mm-hmm. 
And I really don't know how his story got him all the way out to fucking Europe or wherever that is. Yeah, he's not like a like a BSAA agent no, or star. Although, like, or anything. you have to imagine that he did work for like some sort of like paramilitary unit of sorts. I thought he was just like Mia was the one who worked for his wife worked yes. for a paramilitary unit, but he was just a guy. I don't know. I, I thought wasn't he like a high school teacher or something was stupid? It, they don't they don't quite they don't, say that. We don't know anything about Ethan, and he's our protagonist. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, he's such a non-protagonist, and I'm just like okay, like it, whatever. It, at least RE3 gave me a file to read at the beginning yeah. of the game. They're like, oh, this is Jill. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, like the, Ethan's who? Yeah. <laughs> Ethan, what? Yeah. Well. Hopefully they expand on that. We'll From see. what I understand, the writing is making him out to be kind of um, an Ash Williams character. He's the hapless hero okay. that's like begrudgingly doing this <laughs> Resident Evil shit, which I love because like none of the other characters ever complain about their role in the series. They're like, we gotta stop Umbrella. Ethan's like, suck my dick. <laughs> suck my dick, fucking Evelyn. <laughs> Get out of here, you asshole. I want to go to bed. <laughs> or I like the thought that he's just doing it for his wife. Like, God damn it, Mia, you got me into this again. <laughs> Yeah, they they still have a happy marriage, apparently, before Chris Thickfield fucking put eight rounds in her. <laughs> What's up with that? That was the other. That's got to be some sort of misdirect. I think it's a yeah. misdirect for sure, because uh, I, I have heard that there's a new virus that causes hallucinations, and that could be... What if Chris is a hallucination in that? What if he is not even that thick? No. And he comes back skinny Chris. What if he's dead? What if he's dead? What if there's a dead Chris at the end of the game? I want it. I want Chris to be alive forever. Oh my god, he's one of my favorites, despite how fucking vanilla he is as like a protagonist. He, j- I just, I, I find it interesting that he's never given up the fight. He's never given up the fight, and they've never given a distinct character design for him. He's like different across every game he's ever been in. Like- <laughs> he's, you know what? I want, I want there to be like a, a meta to the Resident Evil series where it's like he's the Doctor Who of the Resident Evil oh, universe. Yeah, like he's died many times, and he always comes back with a new face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're on our fucking ninth Chris, <laughs> the Chris with many faces. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's my thoughts on RE8. Apparently, mm-hmm. they're going to show more during the Summer Game Fest. Cool, but they didn't define like when. But yeah, we'll see. First, I'm into it. I want to see some good good gameplay. I want to see some more fights. My thing with it too, it's like. I, ramping up the scale and scope of the game in that first person manner like how is that going to work right like are we going to fight maybe one werewolf at a time are we going to be mobbed by multiples how do you make the gameplay in a first person field feel like smooth and at place yeah and then you run the danger of like the effectiveness of the horror in part seven was that you were in enclosed environments corridors basements now you're out in the fucking wilderness. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do you balance the scare factor without making you feel like, oh, I can just run away? Yeah. Uh, or maybe... building your arsenal to a point where you feel like a fucking superhero. Yeah, which always seems to happen in Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Not to begin with. And that's that, that's what I love about Resident Evil starting off with. You are at your weakest day one, right? Mm-hmm. But then you go repeat cycles and it's like, here's my bazooka, fuck you, werewolf man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is fine. I like that too, to a degree too. But... um. Yeah, we'll see how the balancing works. I really do. Like, I want to see, do you fight multiple enemies? Is it just, like, one pursuer character and then, like, kind of smaller in-the-way enemies? Are there zombies at all? Like, what are what are going to be the main enemies, you know? Well, the hint that you kind of showed me, the little teaser hint of, like, the embryo is that, like, the Lost Plagas is going to be, like, a big right. thing here. Yeah, they, apparently they didn't want to show that image because they thought it revealed too much mm-hmm. about the plot. And it obviously has something to do with Ethan and Mia's baby. Yep. She's pregnant, apparently. Oh. Pregnant with the fucking virus. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. We saw a baby in the trailer. 
an RE engine baby. Oh. A first <laughs> for the engine. Before, it was only capable of um, rendering wartime photojournalism <laughs> on every shelf in every game. And now we got babies. I hope to God that that book is in the fucking game. <laughs> it has to be. It has, like, to, it has be. to be in the old man's collection. <laughs> Started in seven, went to two, went to three. <laughs> I want it so bad. Uh, you know what I want so bad? What's up, bud? I'm going to talk to you about this next one that I really, really want, Kevin. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Oh my! I, oh my God! Didn't I fucking tell you? You did. You didn't I it. fucking tell you? You did. Zero Dawn was a subtitle, not the name of the franchise. I'm okay with that. Herman told me on a phone call. So Horizon is the franchise. <laughs> Horizon's the franchise. Mm. Zero Dawn is just one chapter, baby. Now we're in the Forbidden West, getting those Forbidden Western fruits. Fucking on my fucking robo dinosaur running past the Golden Gate Bridge. I mean, it was pretty dope, dude. It looks so dope. That was pretty fucking dope. I, lo- I love the, like, you know, the, the underwater parts, too. Like, mm-hmm. expanding on that. I was like, oh, shit. What if I did go underwater in Horizon? Yeah. That, so, I, I loved Horizon Zero Dawn. And it, granted, it took me three years to finally, like, really beat in Platinum. It took me a while to get through that game. It sounds like me in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, but I, I really did enjoy, like, the ecosystems, the combat, the RPG elements, the fucking dinosaurs. Just all it had going for it. And this just seems like just such a cool like extension of that and like evolution of the of the series like okay let's take it to a different location which for some reason like slipped my mind of like oh yeah they're in america they could just take it to another they could just state. go somewhere else and they're literally going to the west and i'm like that's so cool and yeah. like just seeing that the, the locale of like beaches underwater areas all these mountains like because california has such an interesting like geography and topography about it like all over the place yeah because it, it is super interesting because like the a lot of the game didn't have any tropical element because you know guess what colorado's not the tropics yeah i just found this out the other week mm. i was like where's your palm trees and they're like what the yeah. fuck are you talking about <laughs> but i i like i like the change of scenery for sure i guess the questions in my mind because like it was just like a little cinematic mm. what are going to be some of the changes to the gameplay if mm. at any and then another here's my bigger question right we saw like more like robot creatures like mm. a mammoth and stuff like yes. that but are we going to get our T-Rexes back? Because I would be sad if we don't get t- a T-Rex on PS5, man. Oh, we're for sure going to get it. I feel sure? like that's maybe going to be one of the first things you encounter. I didn't see enough. Di- I saw an alligator saw underwater, an alligator. which the Florida boy in me got real excited. I was, I was excited for that. I was like, I want to rasp some gatter. <laughs> get some gatter. <laughs> some gatter. <laughs> that's how we say it. In fl- gatter. <laughs> no, I look awesome, but I didn't see a T-Rex. Mm. I want a T-Rex, dude. Listen, I'm sure they're holding... Like, that game's probably going to be like 40 to 60 hours long, so they're holding stuff. They're they're withholding. Yeah. Typical, typical Typical gorilla. Yeah. Motherfuckers. Yeah, it looks good, dude. I I gotta tell you, having a, like, book-ending your PS5 reveal event with one slobber knocker exclusive and then ending with a slobber knocker, it was just like, yo, Sony's been saving up the big guns, right? Mm Because what did I hear all year, Daniel? What did I fucking hear? What Sony got going on? Oh, they haven't said anything. What's going on? As if, like, there's concern, genuine concern and anger. And it's like, dude, they're probably going to reveal it in one event. Yeah. And they did. They revealed a lot in one event. Like, a lot of shit. Like, 25 games, fucking, like, from all over the different fucking studios. All different types of gameplay styles. Indie games. Racing games. NBA. To be fair, it was a Kevin-ass show. Yeah. You gave me Spidey. Mm -hmm. You gave me Resident Evil. Mm -hmm. You gave me fucking Horizon. Yeah. I mean, come on, we're doing well here. We're I think doing so. pretty fucking well. Like, I was just like, yo, I walked away going, you you hit me in the core. I enjoy everything you showed me. I'm very excited for your odd-looking console now. Yeah. Um, I guess 
I guess the question that I do have, like, walking forward is, like, well, there's so much information that we don't know about the system. Like, what does it really do differently? Mm-hmm. What is the full scope of backwards compatibility? Even though they kind of mm-hmm. touched on that a little bit with Mark. Yeah. Um, are they even going to do event next? Or is it going to be like, hey, here's an article with, like, the price point? <laughs> yeah, here's a digital foundry article or whatever. Yeah, they're not withholding, like, another 25 game reveals. No. And then doing them. No, 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 no. I, I don't think they're going to reveal any more games right now, man. Like, it's all going to be, like, third-party, whatever else third-party. Yeah, I think we're going to get some third-party events along the way, and then, like, it's going to be, like, Assassin's Creed, you know, fucking Valhalla, or this game, available on PS5. WB, before their fire sale. Yeah, so we're going to get a lot of, of like, logos of the PS5 at the end of other game trailers at this point. Um, But I I do feel like we... Maybe there's, like, one or two other things they have up their sleeve down the line. Like, I feel like there's more from Square Enix, more from other studios that we probably haven't seen yet. That's a good point. Um, but we do need a little more information on what the console is outside of the, the visual of it. Show me the UI. Show me the UI. What's the Twitch, um, streaming integration look like? What does this, um, create button look like in, yeah, in tandem? What's different? Yeah, exactly. Hmm. So. Like all those, you know, really hard into the details. Like this is what the console is itself. Of course, the games are the most exciting, and I'm glad that they started with that messaging. Mm-hmm. Now it's like finish, finish the battle, mm-hmm. <laughs> finish the yeah. battle, and let us know what the PS5 is, and then um, a date. Any guesses? I mean, they keep saying holiday 2020. That could mean anything. Um, that could be tomorrow, November 11th, 2020. 11th. Mm-hmm. That's a very specific one. Make a is wish. That, is that fall on a Friday or a Tuesday? 11-11. I don't know. I just kind of pulled that date out of my ass. But... <laughs> that data. <laughs> Let's see here. November 11th. November, November. Remember, remember. The 11th of November. It's a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday, my dude. That's a strong date. Yeah. I don't know. Do they launch on November 13th? Friday the 13th? Oh. Oh, shit. Or do they save it to the 20th? November 20th, 2020. Ooh, an end of month thing? That's a strong one. Well, here's the thing. You can't launch it on Black Friday. That'd be fucked up. Mm Mm-hmm. That'd be super fucked True. up. True. So you'd have. I, I feel like you need to get it. Well, in Black Friday would Black be Friday. the twenty seventh. It's a. It, it is. It is a death sentence if they yeah. release it after Black Friday. So I'm gonna guess that I it's think, probably gonna be the fucking first Friday of that month. Yeah, I think it's November. So November sixth. Yeah, that's okay. gonna be my bet. interesting. Yep. Yeah, I'll give it to like November thirteenth or twentieth. Okay, myself. I think we're right about this. Yeah. Price point, eh, like six hundred dollars. Well, wait. What if they come in with an October date? That's not holiday. Bum, 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 bum. October 30th. That's, 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 I mean, Halloween's a holiday. That's our holiday. That's our holiday. Um, I want an orange PlayStation. Thank you very much. Oh my God. (laughs) Make it look like a pumpkin, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I do hope we get different versions. Is it maybe like a black one or if you're not going to give us like a different color scheme for the console, because I do like the console, give us different color schemes for the controllers, right? Make it hot pink. Lean into the labia look. Oh my god. What? It looks a little bit like a vagina. Yeah, you're right. You're right. From the front, right? Also, I'm gonna have to, like, move things around if this thing is, like, a fucking engine block that I gotta put on in my my dresser. Yeah, so I hear it has a stand to stand up, like, uh, vertically, but also to lay it down horizontally, it also needs a stand, because, like, the the shape of it is not, like, stable. (laughs) (laughs) You need a stand for being horizontal. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I... Like, I feel like $600... That, that part of, of November... Fucking um, death blow, dude. Yeah? That's a death blow. You think so? I don't think I can do it. 500 for your upscale, 400 for your downscale. That's all you can do. I, I swear to God. I mean, maybe they're hoping if, like, they're... Sony. A, a, yeah, maybe they're like, oh, our fans will pay for it no matter what. And, like, they're not wrong. Like, I'll buy it no matter what. 
uh, especially with Spider-Man at launch, and Bug Snacks and Astro's Playground. Dude, Spider-Man alone is such a good launch. You, and yeah, you know like, we're getting an Assassin's Creed and a Black Ops. Yeah. So, like, fucking... Yeah, we didn't even talk about that like, on the show. Black Ops is supposed to be the next Call yeah. of Duty. Like, Im- awesome. immediately at launch, I want this console way more than I wanted the PS4. I waited two years for the PS4, because, like, it took so long for games I cared about to come out. True, 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 true. <laughs> like, so... This one, they're coming out of the door saying, like, hey, man, like, fucking Demon Souls around, like, launch window? Yeah. Dog. That's hype. That's hype as Like, fuck. The, you have these fucking... These pillar titles that are fucking, like, gamers that are fans of Sony are just gonna scream about like they're gonna they want to play these games so bad already not all gamers are fans of sony not all of them but all gamers are obnoxious <laughs> that's true <laughs> um any other thoughts like maybe like what was your like top like three list top four list top three from yeah. like uh, what this was yeah well in terms of games or in terms whatever. of games yeah honestly spider-man was on top of my list because yeah. that was such a cool surprise and the fact that they let him with miles like that i was just like you you sons of bitches you did it i was so happy for yeah. that that's an immediate show that's an immediate number two of course i gotta give it to resident evil 8 even mm-hmm. though i knew about it it's still exciting to see that like hey i'm gonna have my hands on a new resident evil mm-hmm. that is a sequel to one of my favorite iterations of my of this franchise yeah I almost said my franchise <laughs> well maybe that's right <laughs> and then number three I, I would probably give it up to this is tough do you give it to Horizon? I'll give it to Horizon because yeah. I'll say my number four is Demon Souls at that yeah. point because I love Souls games and I love that I get an updated, beautiful rendition specifically designed for the PlayStation 5 mm-hmm. uh, of this game. So I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully they, they fix the co-op though. Yeah. Our, our lists are basically like the same. Yeah. I think for me it's like uh, I'm most excited for Spider-Man, then Horizon, then Village. And then GTA 5 is then my GTA number 5. 5 yeah. Because yeah, it is sure. 5. <laughs> Forever game. Forever game. Actually, Solar Ash, like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty hyped that's on that. One. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, that's not even to mention, like, because this is only speaking for, like, the first year span of, like, what PS5 is is revealing now. But, like, there's so many more games down the line. Yeah. Who knows what 2020 and beyond is going to hold for, for hey. PS5. Hey, what's hey. up? What's up? Greatness awaits. Greatness awaits. Greatness awaits. That was a good. That was a good one. That was a good one. Don't tell anybody. This, is, this became a PS5 ASMR <laughs> podcast. It's not like my massage ASMR videos. Yeah, I, I've girls seen your YouTube. I know you uh, walk in and it's always right? embarrassing. Fuck you, yeah. YouTube. Sometimes I go to sleep because they they speak silently into the mic. We don't have to get into it. It's Funhouse. Vativid does RE2 remake and then massage ASMR. Listen, listen. It's not a sex thing. It's adjutant to a sex thing. <laughs> sex adjutant is still sex. It's like a hand job. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I took off my glasses because I don't I don't like to be disparaged on the save room, sir. This is a safe space. That's a, that's a safe haven for, for my proclivities. Oh, wow. okay, I mean not. gaming news. Good save. But Good yeah, save. no, as a as a whole, I was I was very much impressed. Yes, my in, in inclination as a Sony cuck uh leans hard into why I, I favored this so much, but I really do think it had the best premiere in terms of a new launch console like yeah you know i i was cool with the switch being like we're doing this hybrid thing and here's breath of the wild but it, it left more questions than answers same with xbox series x and you know the lack of exclusives or titles that i care about you know whereas this is like it's got everything seems awesome so but again like i said i have a lot of questions about the console yeah like that that i feel need to be answered to understand that hey you know, one price point to what do you do? <laughs> that kind of thing. But yeah, otherwise, I think it was a really, really, really strong showing mm-hmm. uh, from Sony, and and it was one of those things where I never got the impression that I'm like, oh, I'm I'm 
I'm watching a prefab thing. I was like, I didn't, not to say that I thought it was like a live experience, but it was kind of nice to not watch another video of people fucking zooming in from their home office yeah. and going, hello, we're very excited to share news from Sony Entertainment. And you're like, Jesus Christ, yeah. stop, please, God, stop. I mean, you got a sense that some of it was probably done in like, like orchestrated like home studios or maybe they like did it in like remote like homes like uh sony studios like all yeah. across the world i want to know how they figured it out do they yeah. ship them like they say like find your darkest room in your house shuhei and then put put in this like green screen <laughs> or have they had this ready to go for a while or are they breaking social distancing practices sony sony there's still a pandemic going on no, they actually have Astro show up to every employee's <laughs> home, and he has, like, all the things they need. Like, here is an HD Sony camera. <laughs> you just set it up with instructions. Gives them emotional support, yes. too. <laughs> I like my version. I like it, too. It's a good future. Well, I think we should wrap this one up. I think we we, pow- well, we, we powered through. Yeah, we talked a lot. This. We talked about a lot of these games and did Shit. it under two hours. Shit! <laughs> We'll have to rock, paper, scissors over who edits this one. But uh, uh, I have more days off, so maybe I should. Uh, that's true. That's, yeah, true. that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. true. That's true. It's true. <laughs> anyway, we, we appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. As we said at the beginning, we are the Save Room. Give us a follow over at Save Room Show. Give us your level impressions about what you thought about the uh, the conference, your, your top three. Um, do you like Chris Thickfield? Do you, think he, do you think he'd make a tasty daddy? You know? Hear me out on this. Huh. Yes. Okay. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so guys, again, always appreciate your ears. Uh, and again, we stream a lot. Catch us on the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash for me, and twitch.tv slash Dungeons and Daniels, where you can catch Daniel and Daniel's Dannies. And my, they're my dungeon heads. <laughs> it's got you, dungeon my, heads. My, Sorry. My dungeonites. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to take a pause on streaming for a little bit because The Last of Us Part Two comes out this Friday, June ninth or June yeah June nineteenth, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to stream a lot of that game. I'm probably going to play a lot of it offline, and sure. I don't know how much of that I'm going to want to pull away from just to stream like you know Judgment or a Final Fantasy. Like I'm going to want to go all in on The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, it's been getting great reviews. Very good reviews like so far. Hands across the board. Even interesting reviews where one person was like, "Hey, I even knew what the leaks were, and I was not prepared for what this game is." Yeah, that's the kind of shit that exactly. I like to hear. So I'm excited for it. Um, we'll we'll probably do some sort of like deep dive review cast about it or a save room plays about it. So probably four part miniseries. Yeah, at least that's, on HBO. It's gonna go on HBO. Yeah. <laughs> Chernobyl. Chernobyl uh, writer comes in. He didn't write it. Yeah. We get Neil. <laughs> He's there. Neil's on one of the episodes. He just talks like you just hear his beard through the through the microphone. <laughs> yeah, we need a, a bit, beard yeah. filter just for Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he has to like tie it back like a lunch like a lunchroom worker? Yeah, probably <laughs> like a little beard net. <laughs> Keep it out of the mic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we thank you and um, remember two things. Uh, number one, greatness awaits, and number two, Black Lives Matter.